Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Roll20 has an update, and the cones are real now. So we'll no longer have the cone debate. But I'm joined by my cone brethren, Ozal, the wise wizard. Played by Welcome Zach. to the cone zone, baby. The cone zone. T-shirt pending. Uh, our wonderful paladin, Dean the Dream Martin, playing Burn. What up? You know him, you love him. The warlock, Stolos, played by Dini. Welcome to the Calzone Cone Zone. Oh, Calzone Cone Zone. I love that so much. Um, Marius rejoining us tonight, played by Max. Welcome back, Max. Good evening, everyone. It is a pleasure to be back. And the sneakiest of boys, played by Zolthus. Good uh, evening, everyone. Fish. Sorry, Jay. Wow. Holy cow. Jumbo. Uh, the, the, the coffee has not kicked in yet. Um, as always, we thank you so much for joining us for our live stream. Um, just a reminder, if you want to support our stream, we have uh, enchantments that you can buy for our players. Uh, they're an abstract kind of thing that players can use to change roles, uh, do something big. We try to rule and cool as much as we can, and this allows our players to kind of have the freedom to... Uh, wield the power of the internet without too much breaking our game. So they can pretty much use it for anything. Um, other than that, Zach, you want to roll the intro and then we'll we'll go from there. Does anyone, for Dungeon Master Inspiration, want to recap? Cool. Sweet. Uh, so, last session, everyone had uh, decided to go wandering down into the depths for the next item that we were trying to acquire to solve what's going on here. We went diving down into the depths and discovered this like compass looking device or clock watch with a skull and squid legs uh they had to swim down the depths and trying to figure figure out what's going on it was a small puzzle i believe they had to solve uh and that's about it it was a relatively short session since i was unable to attend i apologize no, it's totally cool. But yes, you're 100% right. Go ahead and take DM Inspiration, Maximus. Uh, there's also the bit of Hadar as well. Oh. Questions with the squid the squid bird thing. Yes. Man, man bear squid. Um, <laughs> that's where we're going to pick up. While, while our, our other four adventurers are delving beneath the waves, Marius, you have collapsed... Um, from just this mass exhaustion of this intrusion into your mind. 
Uh, you were able to kind of fend off and help your allies for a little bit uh, from this possessed messenger of Hadar. Um, but you have fallen to the ground. The crew has kind of dragged you and propped you up against the, the front of the ship in the lowest deck. Uh, in the, the top right here, Zach, if you don't mind zooming in for me. Um, they, you seem to be stable for the most part. Uh, the crew kind of goes back to their, their business. But Marius, as you are, are sitting there, kind of fading in and out of this uh, consciousness almost, um, you begin to feel ill. Can you give me a constitution check, please? Of course I can do that. Uh, constitution check. Natural 20. Holy cow. Um, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yes, mom spaghetti. Um, spaghetti. Yeah, I'm, it, there's a delay between when I click it and when it actually goes off. I probably should fix that at some point. Um, yeah, so it, you start to feel really good, so much better. And then you vomit the contents of your stomach. Um, you feel somewhat better after you do that. And then you kind of look down as you're bracing yourself, um, kind of scooting away from this pool that you've evacuated. In uh, your hands, all of the veins in your hands are this black river where this nice virile red blood should be uh, under your tan skin. It's just this black ichor and it begins to kind of spread through your capillaries sweeping across your body um and these patches begin to break out you don't take any damage because you pass your constitution check um but the last thing you remember is kind of sitting back against the deck your eyes kind of slowly watering they begin to gray out as the couple of drow take notice of you vomiting and try to come talk to you. Uh, there's this ringing in your ears. You can see the windswept silver hair of these drow kind of checking you out. Each time they touch you, it's almost as if thorns of fire are spreading through uh, from the base of your skin outward when they touch you. And then you gray out. Everything goes black. You feel weightless for a second, and then you feel the ship give way underneath you as these ruby tentacles begin to wrap around you and drag you underneath the waves. In your mind's eye, you see yourself being pulled under the waves as this hole in the ship where you were, this little beacon of light, gets further and further from you. You are dragged to the bottom of the ocean, Marius, and then released. Uh, please give me a perception check. Uh, let's see. Perception is going to be a 28. 28. You notice a couple of things. Um... First, the hand mark over your chest begins to flare this bright purple color. And the only thing you hear is the sound of your own heartbeat. 
Hmm. This black ocean kind of swirling around you. The ruby tentacles have vanished. It's just shadowy ocean, and you're standing at the bottom of it. Helm is guiding me somewhere. Where are all of my friends? You're not sure, Marius. Um, I'm just here at the bottom of the ocean looking around. Yes, exactly. Um, as you're doing that, it strikes you in your mind that you're underwater and you begin coughing and gasping for air. And then you feel it. The, the ground underneath you shudders and moves as this pillar of rock pushes you above the waves of this black ocean and you stand at the top looking across these endless waves of black water. Give me a religion check. Okay, religion. 18. 18. You recognize immediately that you are in the River Nile, which is the realm of the dead for Anubis. Uh, a newer patron-esque uh, god of death. Two things stand out to you. One, where there should be flickering souls that travel down this, this ocean or this river. Um, it normally flows peacefully uh, and then kind of branches off one of two directions, um, which branch off into even more, taking whatever souls to whichever plane they're meant, um, destined for. But it is just utter chaos. The, the River Nile has almost overflowed and there are no lights where there should be. <clears throat> really? The, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, really? Interesting. Okay. The heartbeat that you normally kind of associate with this symbol of Anubis begins to gutter as the light inside of you dies out. The water begins to kind of turn into ash as these huge rolling waves of just pure ash break across this rock you're standing on and fade into the sky. <clears throat> as you follow this wave, looking out, you notice a couple things. The smell of brimstone, uh, the, the sky above you begins to crack and fracture and open up as these tendrils of light snake across the sky your gut instinct at first is it's lightning but there's no thunder or boom or flash they actually stay there as these silver webs begin to crisscross across the night sky as the ash fades you can kind of see these symbols um, they kind of resemble monolithic figures of the gods of law that used to roam this world and then they just disappear into fog. And the heartbeat changes. As you begin to look around you, this black fog swirls, the ground underneath you coalesces into a mirror-like finish. And there is nothing else around you. It's just black fog until this tunnel opens, leading you labyrinthine through waves of waves of different columns and rows and avenues of fog 
What do you do? Well, this is obviously not Helm speaking to me. If you are some other deity or entity of the Outer Plains, then speak plainly and stop trying to send me these cryptic messages. As you say that, these walls of fog begin to narrow and close behind you, much much like the way the mists did in Barovia, how they were leading you somewhere. But you can see miles and miles of mirror-like surface where this fog is just coming down into a singular path that seems to stretch out infinitely, and then it snaps towards you, as if whatever is controlling this space has answered your call. And you are in a circular wall of fog now with a singular figure whose black hair is spilling out from a black robe. You can see little bits of uh, adorning gold that seem to glow off of this blue orb under the hood, maybe an eye, you're not quite sure. Um, it's reading these Stygian pages, turning this book that seems to be so dark that whatever light is kind of gleaming off the metal is literally being sucked into this book. While the blue eye keeps reading, another one, more human in nature, a purple hue around the iris, it doesn't quite glow the same way, like a, the full socket glow um, of the right eye, looking at him, or them, um, versus his actual left eye, if he was from your own POV. While it keeps reading the book, the purple one looks up towards you, and you can almost make out a shift in demeanor of this figure. The ticking noises seems to be coming from its chest, and each time it ticks, there is a small pulse of blue light from underneath these shadowy robes. And you hear a malevolent whisper as he says, The Renegade Angel, closing the book, shoving it into his chest cavity and standing to his full height to look at you. Marius Radari. That's his eye. And who or what am I talking to now? He removes his hood, adorning his golden, pallid skin. He says, I think you quite know who I am, Angel. And he just quite. kind of waits. Blue and purple eyes. Mm -hmm. One hand clock. is this metallic golden figure. Whoa. Zack, zoom out. Well, I do not quite recognize you. It's there, isn't it? I, th I think last time you saw me, I was starved for souls, still seeking the book, as he kind of taps his chest, and the robes split, and you can see this golden rib cage that's, like, really ornate, has, like, these filigreed marks, 
and this book resting inside of it, and there's kind of this blue and purple energy inside. He says, after all, you are walking my realm. Oh, the mists. Lord of the mists. Uh, well then, what do you desire of me, sir? He just kind of laughs. The one kinda, whose kinda... name should not be said or spoken, Lord of Secrets? Indeed. He kind of nods. Uh, he'll kind of wave his hand, and the entirety of the surface you guys are standing on opens up into this night sky and you are looking over what you would presume is water deep and it has been replaced by a giant skull with a city inside of it um and you're kind of on this what would be under mountain looking down at this city and he says i've already beaten you and your gods and it's only fair, since I am the god of death now, secrets, that as a, an aspect of your patronage, I would offer you an accord, Marius. I am searching for something, and in return, I will allow you to ask a question, and perhaps a secret. What say you? A secret and an answer to a question. He nods. Why me? Well, as you know, the greater powers are balanced on a knife edge. I have one, but they still have servants that I am working on stamping out. I have accords that are tenuous at best. What better use could a renegade angel be to me than a servant of death? I have already taken the minion with Elm. After having lost my original deity, yes. Helm has been very kind and generous to me. And if that were the case, then you would not have made a deal with Anubis. He kind of gestures to your chest. Um, as you kind of glance down at it, you notice that instead of that brand or, or mark of light, all of that black fluid that was in your, your veins is just pouring out of your chest. It kind of dissipates into vapor as it hits the air. A deal that I made in order to try and save those that were lost in the mist. In order to gain more power that maybe one day I can restore it and bring back to the people of Barovia. You here have taken all of the land of Faerun and set it to chaos. Why would I ever join sides with you? 
Because, Marius, the power that you were promised and once had is waiting. Tick-tock, Marius, tick-tock. I think you don't truly understand the power of the Lord of Death and Judgment. And Judgment will come for you one day. Maybe not by my hand, but I have faith within the hand of my friends. Be gone, Vecna. I do not have any desire to help you. He just kind of nods. And then he reaches his kind of skeletal mechanic hand out and just taps you in the middle of your forehead. And then everything that has happened happens in reverse, and you wake up on the boat. Nasty. I look over towards the drows that were trying to speak to me before. How long was I out? Uh... They're kind of huddled around you. They're on the map layer, so I haven't moved them. Um, but they're they're all kind of huddled around you, and as you startle awake, they kind of back up, and they'll be like, I don't know, two, three minutes? How long have my friends been gone? 30, 40 minutes. Do we know which direction they went? They point down. <laughs> uh, is there any more of... Uh... Any way I can get down two of them? Uh, they kind of smile at each other and they're like, well, we had a potion of air bubble for you, but unfortunately when Captain Durden was bringing them down and that bird swooped in and, well, anyways, you know the rest. He dropped the crate and one broke. There is a little bit of liquid left and he kind of holds up this broken vial. He's like, I don't know how much time it will buy you. Sweet. I'll drink what's left of it, and then I cast Locate Object. Okay. The object uh, I declare so is uh, Burns Flagon. <laughs> uh, it is more than a thousand feet away from you. Okay. Um... got up to 10 minutes to try and find the direction once I start getting down. Start with this. Uh, roll me a d4. 1d4. Uh, a new tool tip doesn't do dice very well. No? You hit the dice button and hit d4? It didn't pop up D4s for me. It's not popping up anything. Go to Advanced Roller, maybe? Uh, let me go back to the old one. Okay. Back in the old one now. Okay. Four. Four. Uh, minus two, so you get 50% effectiveness from this potion. So it lasts uh, So... Instead of being 24 hours, you have 12 hours of air bubble. Way better. Uh, one of the drow kind of looks at you and hands you this large uh, stone. And then he's like, go up to the next deck and jump off. They went straight down. 
Um, best of luck. Thanks. Away I go. Meanwhile. Oh, yes. Did you have something else you'd like to say? Negative. Okay. Burn. You are holding this astrolabe in your hand. Sweet. And you are standing on literal living rock as it kind of pats you on the head, relinquishing this item to you. Uh, this amorphous hand made of sand and earth. What would you like to do? Uh, Burn will give a bow and thank the, I guess it's like a golem. It's a genius look, I but yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's like a giant golem, yeah. Does Burn know what to do with this thing? I give me an intelligence saving throw. A saving throw, intelligence. Oh. A nine. It's just a ball. You're not sure. It's got a bunch of spinny bits on it. You kind of move hey. it around in your hands. <laughs> hey guys, I found a thing over here. It's very it's, ornate. Um, it's, you can't talk. It's, oh yes. Yeah, um, okay, I'll, I'll hand sign to my friends. Um, locate ball question mark. Um, uh, funny sight. Uh, behold. Can we roll uh, a perception check on that? You can. Okay, give me one second. If, if, I'll tell you what I said if you, if you get it. Stillus will just use Awakened Mind to speak to Burn. Okay, just talk to me plainly, please. I don't know what you're doing with your hands. Oh. Hey, Stillus. How are you? My feathers are wet. I hate it here. I thought birds were waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> to, to a point, Burn. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I found this thing. The rock golem gave it to me, or genius loci. Protect it with your life. What is it? Do you know what it is? All I know is that's this wild goose chase we're on. We have to keep finding these things and bring them back. Hmm. Consider the goose found, I guess. As you guys are speaking through Awakened Mind, it's almost as if the ground below you kind of senses what you need and you feel it shift and this dome is erected. As it closes over top of you, the water begins to slowly drain and you are left with a pitch black void of this rock golem. Pitch black void. The water's gone. <laughs> Just like that. Stolas uh, looks about half as thin as usual because he's so wet. <laughs> and he just sort of starts trying to shake off all the salt water. What does that sound like, out of curiosity? <laughs> what does it sound like? Yeah. I don't know, like wet flapping. <laughs> okay. 
I'm about to Nasty. get like a dog sound effect. I should call her. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Uh, yeah. You may speak freely in this dome. Uh, it also offers. It will last long enough for a short rest, or until you want to move on to the next POI. Would you Guys, I found the thing. Look at it. It's so thingy-ish. Well done, my boy. Ozol will, uh, as an action, blink Vor, since Vor cannot uh, be on land for a long time. So he will blink Vor. Your uh, flappy octopus boy, who was very unhappy about being out of water, just <laughs> out of existence. Uh, Ozal will walk to um, Burn and ask to see the uh, thing that he's found. Yeah, check it out. Look, it's so round and ornate. Um, Do you know what you it describe, is? Can you describe anything um, for me, Cody? Yeah, so uh, there's actually a picture in the bottom right. Um, oh, just saying. as a heads up. I finally got it to, oh, yeah. to load. Uh, so it is this spherical ball in the middle, uh, and then it has this, almost like when you look at a, a globe, it's got a series of arcing rings concentric arcing rings of different sizes uh that all spin in different directions uh almost like a like a gyroscope and then on top there's this ornate skull with these octopus legs um it hums and then resonates uh you can feel just by your arcane knowledge alone that the control scroll that kind of morphs into a tablet when you begin to read from it calls to this astrolabe as if they are one in the same piece or a a multitude of pieces that belong together just to confirm this sphere is the astrolabe or this is correct not yeah this is art by our, our friend dean do this for me so um i guess can i ritual cast a um identifier on this to see if there's any other magic imbued into it sure all right, Ozol will uh, begin focusing on the object. Um, if it is a magic item or some other magical imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use, and how many charges it has, if it has, it has if any. Uh, you also learn whether there are any spells uh, affecting the item, or if it was created by a spell. You learn what spell created it. And uh, for the next few minutes, I'll be doing that. Um. You hear two different voices. Make an intelligence saving throw. Okay, copy that. Uh, intelligence saving throw is going to be a 13. Uh, your your staff kind of wigs out a little bit as you're like ritual casting it from the, the Magnus Polygon on top. Uh, the, the crystal resonates and it glows bright red for a second. And the spell is, is semi-interrupted as you hear Thepros's voice coming through describing what this object is to you. And you hear the voice of Magnus that is, free me! And then it's kind of sustained back as Thepros comes through. Ah, yes. <clears throat> Ozo, this appears to be a piece of four pieces. You have two of four so far. One being the map, the other being this 
astrolabe. I believe that they are part of a greater whole. Uh, they are a divination piece, uh, some sort of mapping object. I can't quite get a full read on what it does. It's like looking at a puzzle while it's upside down, but not fully put together. And then Theperos's voice fades. Hmm. Do we, um, does Ozal think the remainder of these uh, pieces are in this, uh, I guess, sort of area that we're in? What would you like to use to determine that? Uh, I could do detect magic to see if it is uh, sort of glowing it's... at all. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I will. Uh... I'm sorry, just to confirm, uh, the red circle that we're in right now, this area is dry, but outside of this red circle, it's water. Uh, the blue circle is the oh okay the object, the dry the... area. Yeah, the red circle itself is the actual physical size of the genius loci. It was the temple. Okay, and then um, to like, can we freely cross into the water or no? Uh, it is a block of stone, but Burn probably could communicate with it to reflood the cavity and leave if he would like to. I see. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, I will um, ritual cast detect magic so we can find uh, magical items within thirty feet of us. Uh, we may see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and we can learn in school of magic if any. Uh, can per penetrate most barriers, but it's blocked by one inch foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Well, that's pretty cool, actually. I like that, what you just did. Yeah, so uh, on the ruler tool now, you can make cones, which is what my joke was about in Discord. Um or a line, or a square, or a circle. So it's pretty banging. Like, roll 20, way to listen to, to DM Cody. I needed that. Um, anyways, so you detect magic. Uh, all of your friends just kind of light up with different colors and different hues and shades and all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you do as well. Uh, it almost hurts to look at. But then you see a thread from this orb into your bag of holding. It's a, just a little beam of golden light. What do you do? Into Burns' bag of holding? Yes, sorry. Okay. Um, I, I will... Um, he has it. Yeah, I need to get one for myself at some point. Uh, Ozal will um, ask Burn and say, Burn, my boy, may I see the bag of holding, please? Of course. And I will, uh, I guess I'm not quite sure how Bag of Holdings work. Can you look inside of it to see? Um... Imagine, imagine the TARDIS, right? You open the door and it's like a bigger space. It's kind of the same thing with the Bag of Holding, right? It's like you, you unzip it or you undo the flap and you can reach in or look in. And as you okay. do, the space grows, right? Uh, so you, you poke your head in. You probably don't want to put your whole head in, reach your arm in. There's like some water sloshing around and a dead fish that somehow got caught. Not really. That's just flavor text. Um, and you grab the control scroll. Uh, as you unravel it, they begin to vibrate, um, this control tablet and this astrolabe. Uh, and a strand of light is breaching between the two of them like these two pieces of golden light and as you slowly hold them up there are two other strands of light going off in different directions 
And as you kind of slowly rotate with them, it aligns and it begins to point you to a different part of the uh, catacomb or the, the cave system that you're in. Okay. Would you uh, be able to illustrate to that uh, that to us on the uh, map? Yeah. Uh, let me grab my handy dandy drawing tool here. I'm going to set it to yellow because I said it was golden, right? And I'm going to freehand this real good. Also, Cody, as far as the... Uh, oh, Jesus. I was not expecting that. Um, as far as the detect magic, does it show the cone of air around each of our faces still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of shimmers Okay, so distorts. we still have that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, and this thread, is it leading out of the golem, or is it within? Yeah, it's, it's out back towards the cave complex in which you came. Okay, so I will... Uh, tell the party members that uh, it seems as though we need to exit this creature to see where this thread is leading. Perhaps it may be a good time to take a short rest. What say you, Stolas? If you think that's what's best, then I'm all for it. Uh, quickly, let me address the chat. We got Toy Mafia, Abdulio, Badfish, Brenton. Mike says, did Ozal died? <laughs> no. The big donk says, I think because he was with uh, Vecna. What's going on, ladies and gents? Glad to catch another episode live. Thanks, bro. Good question. Uh, Does anyone... The ruins on the there, are they like something we anyone would recognize? Uh, that is the puzzle that you were solving last time, but the... Um, this giant red creature was the ruins if that makes sense it's like oh, a giant okay. construct um, oh sorry i'm talking about on the on the astrolabe on the bottom right like little symbols uh nope they do not glow or light up but there should only be four of them if i remember correctly um and actually jay yes yes you are right as you're holding them ozal two of the runes on the astrolabe light up that correspond with two of the runes on the map. Thank you. That's a really good, I like that flavor text. I'm sorry, the map is uh, is what we're holding as well. So mm -hmm. are we able to mark that? Uh, I is, guess, do we understand where that position is relative it to It is literally right blank, other than this diagram that is kind of lighting up. And you can see the orb, and then a wizard or a person holding the scroll um, pointing towards the orb. That's all it shows right now. And as you let go of the orb, the scroll goes blank. You grab back onto the orb. It shows these two instructions. It's, it's you know, it's the instruction packet from Ikea. Okay. I guess Ozal will just make a note of where that direction is. Okay. As you short rest, Marius, what is your passive perception? Like 60,000. Mm. Passive perception would be 23. You take this rock and sink all the way down um, with the instruction of these drow. And, and I guess to remember to reset the scene above the waves, way above where you guys are at, um, the drow wizards have cast a group spell for this inclement weather, this storm to come in uh, since you are sitting dead in the water waiting for you guys to finish your mission. Um, 
as you sink down, you see this monolithic entrance and you cross over its threshold. You can make out scuff marks along the bottom. Uh, one's a really large kind of heavy boot that's like almost like bounding through the water. Like if you were to like astronaut jump. Uh, you can see some smaller uh, turkey prints, potentially. Um, mid-sized boots and then just faintly just barely these light elven boot footprints from your rogue friend Zolthus. you are able to follow them through the cave and as our party short rests you come to a giant rock dome the footprints lead to this dome and this kind of destroyed dilapidated ruins and then they end abruptly. Well then, looks like this giant dome, I need to find an entrance to it. As I kind of drop the rock and begin to look around, do I see any openings from a vantage point here? Do I sense the tankard? Uh, yes. Yes, you do sense the tankard. It seems to be either under or inside this giant dome-shaped rock that has either fallen on your friends, formed around your friends, eaten your friends. You're not sure what the situation is. <clears throat> uh, do I see any openings looking around it? No. Swimming around it is a bit? oddly perfectly spherical. This is very strange. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Why don't you do? put me on the map where you're at while this is happening? Sure. Uh, I would gather you probably would have put me somewhere. Uh, you should be on the left. Yeah, wherever you want to be. You can come all the way up to the blue line if you want. Uh, anywhere in there. Roger. Oh. Hello. Because the blue line is the dome, the red part is just the creature, which you don't know. Uh, just for heads up. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, okay. Hmm. It's quite the rock. I'll kind of like <laughs> prod at it. At this little air bubble here. I'm. Am I able to cast with this bubble of air? Uh, that is an interesting question. Uh, not quite thirty feet. Dang. Sorry, Ozol. Um. You can cast on yourself, but if a creature has to hear you, it can't hear you because you you are casting in a medium that doesn't transmit sound um, the same way as like normal sound is translated, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. you can still cast spells. You can speak to yourself within this. Our party has been communicating through draw hand sign language um, in broken sign language. So it's a performance check to make it, and then an intelligence check, uh, saving throw, to comprehend it, right? Or perception, or, you know, some, uh, some associated skill like that, investigation, whatever. Um, so, yes, you can cast, but if a creature needs to hear you to hear the spell, then no. And then fire damage is also, like, null and void in water, since you are literally encompassed in water. Right. Okay. Hmm. Trying to see if there's any way I could get inside. Um, are you 
touching the rock? To describe to me how you are inspecting yes, yeah, this. Yeah, this yeah. I, I, I had mentioned I was looking around for it, trying to see if I could find an opening. And then okay. I, I would have poked it at one point. I will say you spend the next ten minutes kind of walking around the dome. Um, and Ozal, why don't you, what is your passive perception? Uh, my passive perception? Yas. Uh, 18. Well, it's passive wisdom. That's fine. That's the same thing. Um, as you cross over, something else flickers in your detect magic field as several items on Marius light up on the other side of the wall. This is a wall, uh, transparent it is can we see through? pure stone it's uh, like a gray brown smooth um like one inch thick stone um i hmm. uh, and you said that i recognize the silhouette as marius well you can't really see a silhouette but there are a few magic items that, that light up on on this creature on the other side Correct, but I've seen Marius's silhouette through Detect Magic like dozens of times. Do I recognize perhaps any of these shapes that might particularly be Marius? Like a shield or a sword? What's that? Do you, do you still have Ethereal Sight up? I do, yes. Okay, then that is a different story. You see the radiance of an angelic creature through your Ethereal Sight. I kind of picture them overlaid one another, almost like a, a HUD or a heads-up display. Right, you can see normally, and then things in the ethereal sight. Maybe you focus a little more, and it kind of whoom, changes. Uh, okay. As you do that, yes, you make out this angelic radiance that is Marius on the outside of the rock. Mm hmm. Uh, I I don't know that sound would permeate. Um, I will uh, turn to burn and ask. Uh, Burn, I think Marius may be on the other side of this creature. Can you see if you would be so kind to let him in? Uh, yeah. I can try. Uh, does Burn know how to do that? Yeah, man. You spoke to it last time. Okay. I will ask the creature to locate our dear friend Marius, the red-eyed angel or does he have blue eyes now blue he's blue, blue eyed angel now. yes and uh yeah well that's nicely okay marius make a dexterity saving throw dexterity saving throw eight you fail. Uh, the ground around you begins to pool and morph into this quicksand, and you begin to sink rapidly through it. And not only do you sink, you are sucked through down the ground, almost like a U, and up, and you land prone inside the dome, looking up at your dear, dear friends, Zolthus, Ozol, and Burn. That was really uncomfortable. Little buddy! Burn goes to pick him up. <laughs> um, you take two points of damage. What? Wait, where? Where are we? 
Honda Dasi. <laughs> yes. Extra points for Oza. Well, see, what had happened was, I don't know. It seems that Burn has made friends with this uh, genius Floki. He's allowed a safe, a safe haven in, inside of it. And we've recovered an additional piece that we need. And we have, may have a beat on the other pieces. And it was all a point in the direction of the gold thread. Well, all right. Sounds fantastic. Y'all have been quite busy while I was uh, getting over what was a sickness was affecting me. Yeah, are you okay, buddy? We missed you. Uh, I'm good now, but let's be going. That's it? Well, good rest. Still lost. Your well-rested party um, begins to take off. You get the first action. Um, you guys, I'm going to put you back down towards the mouth. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I just deleted everyone. Undo. Oh, jeez, Rick. Um, boom. You guys have come from where the yellow line is. Boop. Where would you like to go next, Stolos? Um... I would like to, uh, first off, communicate with Ozel in which direction that he thinks the... Is, is this, like, line still extending, I guess, in his mind's eye, or is it something we can all see? Uh, yeah, it is a physical golden ray if you have detect magic on. Um, if not, uh, then Ozol is just kind of holding... <laughs> Like a geriatric old man, he is holding two items that are vibrating. You can see the, the waves in the water pulsing. And he is just kind of holding them up towards his his face and, like, moving left and right as the, the vibrations kind of tell him where to go. You're, you're not even fully sure if Ozal's just making it up or if he's full of shit. Like, Yeah, it's about a 50-50 chance. I could <laughs> cast a Minor Illusion to show them the direction that this uh, golden thread is. Yeah, what a uh, spice it up for me. What's it look like? Other than just like a golden line, like how would Ozol make some sort of clairvoyance trail, if you will, for Skyrim? Mm, I don't know. I I don't know. Probably. Let me read minor illusion here. You create a sound or an image of an object within range that lasts for the duration. The illusion. Uh, let's see. Ba -ba 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 -ba. If you can create an image of an object such as a chair, muddy footprints, or a small chest, it must be no larger than a five-foot cube. The image can't create sound. Oh, well, maybe that won't work. Huh. It can't create sound, but it can create light. It can't right. create light. I thought it oh. could. I mean, I could also just cast the light spell. Um, but I have to touch it, though. Mm. Um, we'll rule cool it. I, I will say precedentation. You can just... In or the I could just I could just cast light on Vor, and he could just lead oh. us. Yeah, I'll blink Vor in, That's and then uh, cast light on Vor. And there's a bloody uh, boy to your left. You don't have to pull him back yeah. on if you don't want to. Oh, there he is. Yeah, so Vor will be um, 
Jesus, oh, why can I not? Sorry, yeah, hold on. I might need to do that. No, you're good. I'll put a little light symbol on him. And uh, I assume this orange one is the one that we should be uh, following? Yes. Yep, so Vor will begin leading the way. And Vor will kind of gesture back with his tentacles, like the come here motion to everyone since we can't speak. Is and, it uh, central in any way, or is it just platonic? <laughs> um, depends if you're the deep. But, uh, yeah, no, it'll just be uh, platonic. Okay. No. <laughs> so for okay, our well. squid fetish friends out there, just in case. And Ozal will take, uh, sort of follow. Are we still doing uh, single movements? Or are we doing, like... Nah, you can just follow the orange line to where it terminates uh, next. Okay, good. I will. I felt like that was a little bit cumbersome last time. So, in my infinite wisdom, I have chosen to cut it out. Cool. Uh, smash cut montage as you moon jump, walk through there. Uh, Captain Durden kind of gives you a, you a shove on the way out, Zoltis. Uh, and begins to sign to you and draw hand sign language. As you guys are kind of walking out following this line. What do you do? Uh, I look back and uh, symbol, uh, sign to him the, a question. Question uh, what he wants. He, he takes a very slow, deliberate, he's a mastery of the language. So I'm just going to give you advantage on your perception check um, or investigation, whatever you want to do. Right. Uh, so this is uh, not a saving throw or it is a saving throw. Sorry. Uh, just yeah, tap the perception button. And you have advantage, so you can do it twice. Boop, boop. And take the higher result. Just why can't I find out? Oh, okay. oh, 13. 13's enough. I have 13. Uh, he signals boat, rally point, extraction, and then he points to himself and then uh, basically tells you he is going to leave to return to the boat to prep for extraction should anything happen. Uh, and then he hands you what looks like a small golden cylinder. Uh, and he'll sign break uh, when you exit the caves. Um, and this should lead you to the extraction point of the boat. All right. I uh, nod and uh, take the golden cylinder and put it in my uh, pack. Perfect. All right, um, smash cut to you guys slinking through these dark, dark, dark caves. Um, is anybody stuck? Y'all good? Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm good. Set. Is Burn coming with us? I don't know. Burn, are you coming with us? Burn made a friend. He wants to stay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can we keep him? Uh, yeah, can we bring the low guy? Because that might be helpful. So Jeez. here's the crazy thing. Mar Marius even on the map? Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, top left. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah, you guys can, can follow the yellow brick road, the orange brick road there. Uh, don't worry about the frogs. They were for earlier. 
just kind of line of sight stuff. Uh, that's Captain Durden. And we will fast travel to our next location. I just move my token because I don't see it anywhere. I got you, dude. Do we need to declare a marching order, Cody, or does it not matter? No, it won't matter. Uh, I will take a round of perception checks when you guys kind of get over there. And uh, we'll go from there. So the caves kind of wind and twist. Uh, the waves kind of rolling across you. Zolthus with an 11 for perception. Yeah, 11. Uh, Ozol will... You said you desired a perception from everyone? I do. Give it to uh, me. Ten for uh... perception. Okay. Yeah. Ozol, do you remember your portent? Do you still have those written down? Ooh, still has got a one. Uh, yes, sir, I do. Okay, just making sure. Uh, do you want me to private you them, or... or... No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure you had them. Yep, Four for burn. Kind of on brand for Stolos and burn, being back in the water. Uh, it's a little bit out of their element. Can Vor roll perception? Twenty-one. Um, because they have advantage on perception. I mean, I guess. Sure. Why not? Sweet. Let's see. You just click. Oh, the I lied. They don't have plus two. Sixteen. Whoa. Outside of Marius, Vor knows what he's doing. Um, he's that guy, bro. I'm going to say Stolos. Heads or tails. Uh, tails. Uh-oh. Okay. Thank you. Typical bird. You guys find this glowing glowing amethyst crystal cavern. Um... This coral is kind of sitting there. There is this arcing bridge that, um, as you kind of come up and out of the water where you guys are at, there's like a hole where the water kind of tapers off evenly across this area. Standing there is a stalwart figure who is this kind of orangish, yellow, dragonborn-esque creature draped in multiple different colors of this kind of crisscrossing fabric of cloth holding what looks like a bagpipe. Who well wants then. to go first? Can I ask what the, the coin flip is for? <laughs> you got to choose what map we did next. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Wow. Um, does he address us or does he even notice that we enter this? Oh, uh, he sees you. Uh, but he, he has not, you have not approached, and he is, he's just standing there, seemingly way out of place for this area. Does he look friendly? He hasn't attacked you. He's just holding a bagpipe, standing at attention, like rigid. And we're still underwater and he has a bagpipe? You have entered into this cave section. Um, the, there's like a hole, like a... A tunnel that goes up that you guys kind of swim up and through following these vibrating things that levels off into like a, a running lake of water uh, about knee height and then i see so this is sort of like a coral it's like a, a cavern if you will okay i got you 
Um, and uh, as far as the thread, is it pointing at him or is it, where is the thread? It's pointing past him. Past him. Um, Ozal, I guess. Well, does anyone else want to take the lead here? So this you haven't talked a whole lot. You want to go first? Give the yeah, diplomacy a crack. There. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, guy with a bagpipe. He can't be that bad. Um, I take a step forward and say to him, "Hail, stranger." Uh, yeah, go ahead and put yourself wherever you're standing um, as you approach this this figure. Uh, and this, I will say that uh, these crystalline structures he's standing on form a slope. Um, so it's like a 40-foot bridge that reaches from this shell-like object that you're standing on currently uh, up into a larger area, kind of a, a domed cavern that goes back. Um, there's kind of this swirl behind him where no noise is penetrating. And as you said to him, he says, I, you wish shite, what are you doing in me cave? Uh, we are <laughs> seeking passage. Uh, he nods and he says, and, and who might I have the pleasure of introducing? I am Zothis. And I am here with my party. Uh, have... Go ahead. I was going to say, we have a, a gesture then towards each of them, asking them to introduce themselves, basically. Uh, Ozal will step forward and say, I am Ozal. Take off his hat, or uh, undo his cloak, rather, and say, Ozal the Wise. And this is Vor, and Vor will sort of shimmy a little bow with all eight arms. Nice. That's adorable. Octodad style. <laughs> Uh, Ozal will turn to Burn and say, Burn, you're embarrassing me in front of the bagman. I am Burn Dawnbringer. Cutter of horses. Marius Rudari. Who might you be? I'm Harold the Herald! Uh, and he says, What faction do you represent? Ooh, to tell the truth or tell a lie. Um, he'll, he'll pull out a small pipe and just kind of quickly just take a fat drag off of it, and these kind of bubbles float out, and then he'll put it back in his breast pocket and return the bagpipe back kind of back to his mouth while sitting at attention. Um, I assume he's asking the pirate faction name, uh, Cody. Whatever you want to say. If you want to identify as Breaking the Earth, I mean, that's true. Uh, you could identify as Ozol and the Jex. Uh, Ox Inc., just for the record, is not the name of the group. Uh, canonically, the name of the group is uh, um, Ozol and the Jets, I believe was the name that we settled on. Um, and Burn is kind of the, the poster boy with Stolas. Well, um, Stolas is the poster boy, actually. It's a jet. <laughs> oh, Stolas yeah, right. with jet engines. The, yes, my bad. <laughs> Stolas is the, the mascot. Uh, um, yeah, I, Ozal will say, we are Ozal and the Jets, and we're lately allied with, uh, how do you say that, Cody? Can you pronounce that for me again? Brigand D'Earth. There you go, that. And, uh, uh, I'll say, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. We mean you no harm, friend. He says, he nods. He says, why don't you fucking follow me? 
Uh, and he will do like a full about face and throw that bagpipe into his mouth. If I can get this fucking circle to move, come on. Um, you know what? We're just going to pretend there's walls because I'm taking all the walls down. There's Jericho. Is he smoking like a tobacco pipe or? What is You're not sure. Um, and as he does that, he begins to play as he walks you into the room. Ooh, is this from Doom? Yeah. No, this is Scotland the Brave, which is a royalty-free Scottish song. Uh, go ahead and follow Harold all the way in. Stolas is loving this bagpipe. Uh, you cross through a dome of water uh, with little pockets of air floating. And as you do so, there is a figure in the middle who just stops mid-sentence. Um, daylight mode. As you enter this cavernous section, the two items, you're going to zoom all the way out. The two items verberating as there is this dragon sitting upon this large octopian throne. Uh, as... He begins to play the entirety of the song, all two and a half minutes of it. He finally finishes and announces you formally. Uh, and he says, Presenting to you, my majesty, the great Amethyst Dragon. We have Ozal on the Jets. And then he goes through naming each of you uh, individually. Also representing the privateer group, Bregan the Earth. Uh, he gives you a bow. And then plays a couple more notes on his bagpipe as he does a full about face and walks out. Ozal will bow and thank him for his wonderful introduction. Um, it was pretty somewhat cool. aghast. This audience of people just all turned to look at you. This flamboyant figure, kind of almost like a, a circus outfit mixed with a pirate, turns to leer at you as you have cut them off mid-sentence of whatever they are saying to this gym dragon sitting upon this throne. Um, Stolas, you're next. I have no idea what we just walked into. Um, I suppose Stolas will uh, kind of make his way forward and... First of all, apologize. Um, he'll say, uh, we apologize for the intrusion. Uh, please continue. I'm just going to have a loop in the background. I love it. Um, <clears throat> the dragon kind of cocks its head and, and laughs and then gestures to this creature in front of you. Um what would you guys like to do as they kind of turn around, not paying you any attention? Uh, nothing is being said between them because there's this medium of water. Somehow noise has been able to penetrate it. And as you speak, your voice travels through this dragon's lair, essentially. Um, but the other voices, you can see them gesturing and moving, the dragon nodding. Um, no sound is coming from them as if you've not been cut in through whatever this... Uh, layer action interaction is 
Um, okay, so are they like in water and we're not, or correct. is it the opposite? Yep, there okay. are little bubbles of air, um, and you can make out these other um, nine figures kind of sitting in these chairs made of pure bubbleized air inside of a breathing dome. Uh, there are some other ones spread around the map, uh, closer, further, whatever you would like. Okay, what guys, what do we do? I don't hear anything. And you guys are able to communicate to each other, not even telepathically, just with your words. They travel to the person you are talking to. I would ask Ozal, uh, we can see where the, where it's his, uh, the magic is pointing towards now, like the golden ribbon. Yeah, it is this octopian throne that this uh, creature seems to be sitting on. The throne I fear itself? We've stumbled mm-hmm. into something strange. Okay, uh. I'm thinking we should just greet the dragon directly. That's that's all I think we should do. Okay. Do you just want to cut in, Jay, and just go for it? I don't know if that's a wise idea, Zothus. Dragons can be a bit moody. Let's be quiet and observe for a moment. Uh, Burn's going to just find a seat. And yeah. pull out his flogging and just start drinking. Yeah, so there are some pockets of air like to the to the right of the throne up top. You'd have to kind of walk through the center. Uh, or you can try and sit next to these other creatures in these pockets of air if you'd like to. Hmm. Is anyone else uh, smoking? Uh, no. You get a couple looks from these other creatures over here. Um they're all dressed like nobility. Um, their eyes kind of glow a sheen of red as if they have like infravision or dark vision. And they seem to be glancing between the woman in the middle, the dragon, and you. Um, tenuous at best. Like they're unsure of what, the, what to do because you just have been interrupted whatever this interaction is that's happening. Burn, uh, Burn makes eye contact with them and, and lifts up his flogging with like a cheers to see what their uh, reaction is. Yeah, so this one closest to you holds up a wine goblet with this uh, dark, dark wine inside of it. And uh, uh, his bejeweled fingers with all of these rings and bracelets and this silver, um, not, or sorry, golden goblet kind of clink as he raises it back to you. Uh, and he begins to tip back the entirety of this, this goblet. Uh, and then not breaking eye contact with you, and he just keeps drinking from it. Uh, where's did Burn move forward to do that, or where's Burn at? Uh, he should be below you. Uh, Marius? I don't see him on the map. Oh, there you are. Oh, weird. Um, is... And we could go into these little pockets of air, you said? Yeah, if you'd like to. There's a couple in a couple different areas. I pulled all the map, the walls. There's technically walls that separate between the coral and there, but uh, yeah. Do we recognize any of these? Uh, I guess I don't want. I don't know if you would say creatures. Yeah, you want to make a perception check, uh, history, insight. Well, not really insight. Insight's sense motive. 
um, nature, whatever so, uh, applicable arcana. Inve oh, investigation wouldn't count. Sure, I'll give you investigation. You are actively searching and looking at these creatures with your critical Sherlock Holmes mind. Okay, May I roll arcana? Of course. Oh! 29! Nat 20. Wow. Give some spaghetti. Oh my god. I gotta switch tabs here and scroll down. Uh, we're losing the moment, Cody. Come on. <laughs> you, you look at them, and then it hits you. This creature that is profusely drinking this what you thought was wine, it begins to overflow his mouth as he just continues to drink from this seemingly endless goblet, staring right at Burn. As this red fluid bubbles up out of his mouth, you make out large canine teeth that are pointed. A maw that is too long, gaunt wrinkled figures and as you look at them you realize they're fucking undersea vampires <laughs> i'm glad i didn't go sit over there um <laughs> <laughs> Bren, this one has not broken eye contact with you and is drinking as much blood out of this goblet as fast as it can i guess you don't know it's blood Solthus, you know it's blood Burn gets like really excited because you know Burn, you know he's a paladin, but he's kind of a he likes to party, you know. Yeah. So he kind of takes this as like, oh, he's like a drinking buddy, like a challenger. Let's go. My fucking flogging never runs out of drink. Let's do this. All right. So uh, Burn is gonna go uh, introduce himself. Uh, which yeah. guy was it? Uh, bottom left, or, or I'm sorry, out of this group, it is the bottom right in the bottom section. Does Zothus Can... relay this information to any of us? Was... No. <laughs> he hasn't said anything. Uh, I was... I'd like to roll my own arcana check as well. Uh, uh, 27. Yep. I will resolve issues here just to, over the course of time. Let me um, let me resolve Zothus first. Uh, Burn has been issued a social challenge uh, from this vampire, and as it begins to just down this seemingly endless goblet, not breaking eye contact, there's a grin that breaks out across its face. Um, Soltis, what do you do as Burn just bounds over and into this bubble? Uh, I try to signal for him. I, I, I can see him turn around, and what I've realized of what these creatures are, he's already ran past me, but I... Warn everyone else in the group with a one of the basic symbols we learned of, learned of danger, like the hand symbol oh, yeah. for danger. Yeah, uh, and try to show burn as well, but I I don't know if he's gonna see it from here. Okay, um, I'm gonna hop over to you, Ozal, because you had the next <laughs> roll. Oh no! You enter this bottom right bubble, and it's as if the sound kicks on and you hear this female voice, what you presume is from the middle middle section of this uh, room, speaking to this dragon. Uh, and it says, the sanguine chalice is not going to take that deal and you know it. And they begin to discuss um, vaguely because you have entered these bubbles so they realize that there are extra ears entering. And that was not a part of our contract. Uh, you rolled arcana, what are you arcana-ing magically? Zach? Sorry, I had my uh, stream deck on mute. Um, you had said that Jay could uh, roll Arcana to understand what these creatures were. I wasn't sure if that was... 
Oh yeah, sure. You can do that, or if you want to do the dragon or anything else, yeah, potentially I guess magical. Maybe, maybe the dragon or what these bubbles of air are, if they are magic in nature. Um, also, just to confirm, the countess is telling the dragon that I guess yeah, she is the, speaking the, directly to him from the center of the room, and you can <clears> hear it broadcast over these bubbles. Okay. Yeah, I I guess also maybe perhaps uh, perception to understand if both of these groups are the same faction as the Countess and if they're different factions from the Dragon. Why don't you pick two and then tell me which two you want to know? Um, sure. Uh, the factions and then uh, if there's any um, spells that are cast on these little pockets of air. Sure. Uh, I'm just going to take your passive perception. Yes, they are all wearing the same house colors. Uh, it is this golden chalice with black and red accent. You would assume they are all together. Okay, um, and then I'm not sure if you can give me this passively, but does the dragon appear receptive to what they're talking about, or does it seem like he's not happy with what he's He's kind saying? of lazily lounging on this throne, like listening, very human, almost like gestures as it's like rolling its hand for it this countess to continue as she kind of looks back as you enter one of the bubbles and then seeing movement, almost all of the other vampiric creatures at least snap a head or an eye over to see burn come bounding over. They don't take any immediate hostile action socially. You guys kind of don't really know what the situation is, but you would presume there's almost some form of parlay or uh, like audience, almost like in a King's chamber that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the bubbles, yes, they are some sort of draconic spell that is literally a pocket of air with chairs made of wind um, and voices that are being broadcast from the dragon, from the countess, and from the other followers that you can kind of, depending on where you look, you get different murmurs and things. Uh, but the two voices that are always prominent are the dragon and the countess speaking. Okay, and uh, sorry, I may have missed this, but did Zothis re- relay this information that they're vampires? Uh, he just signed have... danger in Drow hand okay. sign language to all of you. So okay, perfect. So, um, yeah, I guess if I don't know necessarily they're vampires, I guess what I'd like to do isn't really relevant. So, um, I will just sit down on this throne, or not throne, rather, but the um, air Pocket seats. Of air, yeah, yeah, and I'll pull out a uh, pipe and begin smoking it. They're very ergonomic, and as you smoke, the uh, air currents pick up your smoke and kind of swirl it back into your chair as you kind of make out this lounging outline. Wow, uh, and you box. realize um, that as you're sitting, you can sit however you want on these currents of air. You can lay down, you can kind of lean back, kick your legs out, however you want to sit. Okay, yeah. Sounds good. Cool. And Vor will and join o- me. Octo- Octodad Vor just kind of amorphously floats up and down like in some sort of wind chamber as they're kind of tossed around trying to find their footing uh, and eventually comes to rest next to you all eight legs split out like a star as it slowly pivots and turns okay um, um ozal will be facing the countess and the dragon i don't want to turn our back to them sure kind sure. of being able to take a full view of both parties the countess and the dragon okay uh, I'm going to go Burn, then uh, Marius, then Stolos, and then Zolthus. Burn, you accept this nonverbal challenge as you cross this path into this air, and the first thing that hits you is the smell of rotted flesh, 
Uh, but the eye contact does not break from this creature as it begins to down its goblet staring at you still. What do you do? I, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say as Vern gets excited and starts walking over, <laughs> he's gonna drag Zolthus with him. And, <laughs> and Zolthus is like sign languaging to everybody else, like danger <laughs> he's just dragged in there with me. <laughs> Because Vern's too excited to pay attention. <laughs> if Zolt, if, this is okay with that. <laughs> yeah, For yeah, purposes. I'm here. Uh, we entered the bubble, and Vern uh, introduces himself. Hello! I, my name is Vern Dawnbringer. This is my little friend, Zothus. What are you? You an elf? I was once a mortal man, and then I drank an ocean of blood. And you see his oh. forked tongue <laughs> flip out of his mouth and then just, like, pick up all of this, like, blood as it runs across the bottom of his face. His canine teeth way too long to be human as he stops tipping his goblet. But I heard your nonverbal challenge, and I accept. Burn, bringer of dawn. You may call a me challenge that. well met. Let us drink. Vitaris. Vitaris? Yes. With a V. With a V. Okay. Cheers. And we uh, clink glasses. Make a dexterity check as you do that. Dexterity. Uh, saving throw or just regular? Oh, uh, yeah. Saving throw. Sorry. 21. Uh, as you, you cheers, uh, 24 for him, a little bit of his chalice <laughs> overflows and spills into your cup, uh, as you take your first drink back. I'm gonna have you make a constitution saving throw as you expect the delicious taste of sarsaparilla and get something else. And I'm gonna have you take it at disadvantage because it's, you did not know it was coming. Okay. Uh. That's gross. Constitution, you said? Yeah, disadvantage. 24. 24. Uh, you tank it like a champ as you, the warm, it's it's warm. You have this cold, like, uh, actually, I don't know. How do you drink your sarsaparilla? I don't want to assume. Oh, ice cold. Okay. So there is this instant as you knock back your, your flagon of this warm, irony liquid. The hemoglobin and it's thick and globby and then sarsaparilla kind of washes over as you open your gullet just to tank down this sarsaparilla determined not to lose this vampire with this almost seemingly infinite chalice of blood does the same smiling tipping back its mouth its entire jaw elongates to encompass the full cup that is this chalice uh the the head of it um just to just drink it straight into his mouth and you guys enter a contest uh so for each social round going forward you can make a uh we will make a series of contested constitution saving throws um, to see who chokes or stops or who knows what happens. This the, um, does this, am I, is my bonus already included in this? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Um, Marius Radari, uh, you see Ozal kind of go off and sit. Uh, Stolas is left like that John Travolta meme, just kind of looking around, confused. Um <laughs> Zolthus is 
physically pulled by Byrne in his excitement to show off this crazy drinking contest, and they begin, what do you do? I see you're kind of at the back bubble back there. Yeah, I, I had wandered over to this bubble since it looked like it was available and closer. Um, just kind of observing the situation. Have I came to the same conclusion that these are underwater vampires? or? <laughs> oh, yeah. They seem to not be taking any hostile actions. So you would you kind of pick on the same nuances that Ozal has, that this seems to be an open form court of some kind. Uh, the key words that were thrown around is the Sanguine Chalice, um, and you take it in the context that it is a group, kind of like Breaking the Earth. Um, and there was some sort of deal that was made, and either the dragon is not living up to the end, or the Countess is not, is not happy with the terms that have been set and is trying to renegotiate. You're not quite sure. Interesting. And it, it seems to me that uh, these creatures are able to sustain staying in the water without burning. I, I thought the vampires could not be in, you know, water like this. Yeah. Now you're catching on. So are they a different subspecies? Would you like to roll a skill to, like, either history, uh, if you want to kind of pull back mm. some of that Van Richten, actually? How, how about I think medicine? That was Sure. Medicine. Uh, 24. They seem to be... Yes, a different subspecies of vampire. Um, some of them have the features of aquatic elves. Others have the features of human. You can make out different brooches <clears throat> for each vampire, kind of at the, the top right shoulder. Uh, that is a clasp. Um, that kind of pins their cape to their robes or their armor or what have you, um, that is constantly vibrating. You can kind of see it, um, and you're not sure if it's the air current, if it's the magic of it. Uh, but yes, it's a mix of both. Either some sort of warding mechanism or racial generational traits taken from aquatic elves on some of the other ones. You also make out that there are a third species of vampire that you have not seen or heard of at all. And they do not look anything like these humanoid vampires. Um, let's see if I can pull a picture here. Firefox has prevented what? I want the pop-ups. A lot of pop-ups for roll 20. Hold on, my page is loading here. Sorry, folks. Technical errors. Anyways, a different strain of vampire. When it loads up, I'll show you. Uh, was there any other actions you would like to take? Um, I think that's about all I could... Or all I wanted to do currently is just kind of observe and see what's going on more. The Countess hasn't had another moment to speak yet, but I'd like to hear more. Okay. Uh, Stolos, you are back at the top. Your friends have kind of spread out. Um, I'd like to try some sort of check to see if Stolas is familiar at all with 
what this dragon is or maybe who it is? Yes. Uh, I'll take history, arcana. Um, history or arcana, probably your two best best routes for that. Okay. At a 22? 22. This dragon uh, appears to be made... Um, Zach, will you scroll up actually just a little bit so we can show it off to the audience? Uh, it is this perfectly crystalline creature. Uh, unlike the dragons you're normally associated with, you have metallic dragons, you have chromatic dragons, uh, those being like red, black, green. Um, this seems to be a dragon made of living crystal, uh, specifically an amethyst color. It has floating spikes above its head. Uh, when it speaks, the spikes themselves all light up uh, with this kind of magic psionic energy that pulses out and down into the throne and then into the throne room. Um, it does not have any air bubble around it. It seems to be able to speak and communicate and breathe just fine underwater. But you believe that it is a gemstone dragon, specifically an amethyst dragon. That's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Solus is going to join uh, Ozal over here. He's not really keen on standing anywhere near these vampire people. Um, especially not since it freaked out uh, Zotha. So, um... He will relay to Ozal what he knows about the dragon, but also that um, Ozal, the dragon that's in front of us, you know, they're kind of cousins to us birds. So it's best when we approach it to uh, maybe lay it on a little thick, flatter him a little bit. course. Did you catch Zothus's hand symbol, Stolas? I did. I think we shouldn't be wary. Possibly we may need to relay this information to Burn. He seems to be getting quite cozy. Yeah, he's not very bright. <laughs> Would it be possible to awaken mind him? Oh, let's see where... Uh... Where's my measuring tape? Here we go. I think he might be too far from me. Uh, let's see. Ooh, I can I can just get him with mage hand. Um, Ozal will will tell Stolas if not, I can get his attention with mage hand. Um. I'll also ask Stolas, uh, do you know anything about the Countess or her uh, companions? Uh, can I roll for that? No. They are a rival group that you have not met or seen or heard of yet. Cool. Uh, I meant like introduced into the story. Yeah, I'm just trying to more so get the information of if Stolas has noticed if they're a different species or... Uh, I don't know if, if uh, they had observed that. I know Ozil hasn't. Uh, say that again, I'm sorry. 
so it seems like um, Zothis and I think Marius know that these are vampires. Ozal doesn't know that yet. So I'm trying to get that information through Stolas if, if they have it. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Uh, should I roll for it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, which one would you like? Perception? Sure. Uh, a net 20. Nice. Oh, 20. oh wow. Oh, oh man. So much spaghetti tonight. You guys are going to be full. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so, oh. so Stolas will uh, continue relaying this with his awakened mind to uh, uh, Ozol that the group of people in this room are some kind of freakish vampires and they're ch uh, chugging down some blood <laughs> with burn. Um, with, with the awakened mind, Cody slash Stolas, am I able to speak back mentally or is it just a one-way? Um, Stolas, I actually don't... I think it's just one way from Stolas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's, I'm pretty sure you can as long as you know one language, if I remember oh. right. Let me check. Okay, yeah, if you want to double-check. If not, I can role-play how I want to respond to that information. It says, you don't need to share also, a also, language with the creature for it to yes, understand. Sir. Go ahead, Dean. I'll ask it, after you're done. It must be able to understand at least one language. So it doesn't actually say here if you can talk back, which would... Probably that you can't. Um... Ozal will look at Stolas and sort of. Oh, I could just. Wait, what? What? Dini, will you link that skill in chat, and I'll I'll make a determination here. Thank you. Go ahead, sure Ozal. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Ozal will uh, look at Stolas and sort of uh, pull his component pouch to the side, or rather, pull it open, showing the um, blessed wooden stakes. And uh, Stola should also have one in their person. So sort of gesturing without saying it, like, you know, make sure you have this ready. Um, I don't know if you want to roll a perception to see if you understood what I was gesturing, but I don't want to say it out loud. And then oh, Ozal will also... Oh, go ahead, Cody. I was going to say, with telep telepathy, yes, I just Googled the spell. You can communicate back and forth. But you are not close enough to communicate to any of the other party members across the way from you. Um, and I don't even think moving... Yeah, you would have to be outside the bubble too. I can mage hand burn. It's okay. It's an invisible mage hand. That was my next question is, are you going to cast a spell? It's not my turn to cast a spell yet. Okay. When you do, let me know because I have a response as a layer action. Sure. Um... Do you want Stolas to roll a perception check if they understood what I was telling them, or is it just a game? I, I would just say based on your passive perception and proximity, they they kind of catch the drift. You pull it; it's like pulling up your shirt with a gun in it, right? Exactly. Like, that's exactly what homie. I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> and then uh, up, bro. Ozal, I have plenty of these coins, but I just want to make sure they're still in the pouch because we've been swimming and everything. So, make sure I have a fistful of coins ready to go if we need them. Okay. And. uh... I think that was Stolas's turn, so my apologies if I took most of that. No, 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 no. It's, it's a role play back and forth. Um, uh, Jay, I'm going to give you a moment to act before we move on to uh, more of this conversation that's happening since we have three parties listening. 
Uh, what would you like to do? They don't seem to be taking hostile action at all. Um, They're literally just sitting and listening uncomfortably. They're not breathing. They're not even moving. It is an unnatural stillness. Um, trying to think of a way we can uh, possibly stop burn here, but... Um... He's he's still chugging his his uh, drink, right? Oh yes, with with fervor. Okay. Um. I um walked. I, I I go over towards Burn. I get a bit closer as I um put my arm around him, as I accidentally bump into him and. Uh, cause him to to basically lose uh, lose his drink and uh, like bump his arm basically actually his arm that's okay make me a sleight of hand check uh, burn I'm gonna have you contest with athletics if you are wanting to win this contest against uh, as Zolthus tries to kind of offset you alright Zolthus has a 17 on the sleight of hand uh, okay and what do I roll uh, athletics, please. Athletics, thank you. Or strength, either one. <laughs> Damn 24. You, Zoltis, <laughs> you attempt to finesse your way in, uh, but it dawns Burn's on you. Burn's big. He, he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to be a little more forceful with Burn. It dawns on you that uh, you nudge him. So I will say, Burn, if you want to make a perception check, you've been subtly nudged. Uh, and Zoltis has been in the group for a little while, and uh, you kind of catch his drift. Do you turn a side eye? Uh, it doesn't shake you from your course, but you break eye contact from this vampire for sure. What do you do? Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. I was me. Yeah, I'll look down at the little guy. Like, cool, Zoltis, cool, what cool, cool, are cool, you cool, doing? Cool, cool, cool. He says with I, his uh, eyes passionately. Yeah, I, I look up at him and give him the the people's eyebrow with raising one of my eyebrows, kind of giving him the a look <laughs> of warning. You've uh, been given the rock's eyebrow. Do I pick up on it? Perception, sure. maybe? Yeah, I mean, I, what does it mean to burn? You you tell me. Um, Burns... Uh, I in terms of as well. yeah, in terms of like being on the battlefield, Burn can read eyes pretty well. Like, you know, he he could put two and two together. And as much as Burn loves a competition, you know, he's a paladin. He's gonna protect his friends. So if Zothos is saying, "Hey, something's wrong," Burn's gonna pay attention and and bow out from this, you know, drinking contest. Uh, yeah, you, you realize all that in the space of just microseconds, right? From the, from the nudge to the look, to the sharing of a, a, a kinship bond. Uh, Burn, how would you like to bow out? That will determine which skill. Do you just stop? Like, I'm done? Uh, Do no, Burn's gonna, fight? Like, Burn's gonna pretend that, uh, he starts choking on his flog and on his sarsaparilla and... And he basically like, oh, I can't continue. Like, 
I'm God. Um, I'll give you the choice between two skills. You can either make a constitution saving throw at disadvantage um, or some form of performance check, I guess. Or deception, maybe? If you're trying to... Are uh, both of those a disadvantage? No, just the just the constitution, because you were actively... It's like trying to choke on purpose, right? Like, it's kind of hard to do. I guess. Um, I mean, you yeah, could, I, but, you know. Yeah, I guess I'll do uh, performance. Okay. 18. 18, yeah. You... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you just like bend over and just start hacking and coughing and spitting out this aspirin in your mouth, really trying to sell it. And as you're kind of bent over, uh, which is basically just head level with Zoltis, you give him a wink and uh, they lean back up. Uh, what do you say <laughs> to this, this uh, vampire who, uh, this uh, um, Viteris who's still drinking? Oh, Viteris. It is seems that I am beaten. My sarsaparilla is cold, and it does burn the throat. Um, let me. And I'll I'll, uh, I'll belch to kind of nice. show like my you know you know when you chuck a soda and you're like full of gas. Blood yeah. doesn't give you gas, so I'm at a disadvantage here. He'll remove his goblet from his face hole uh, and retract his jaw and uh, kind of pull a, a handkerchief out of his pocket, kind of wipe his face and just shake his head at you, setting his goblet down uh, on some sort of invisible air current that is now a table um, as it sustains this goblet floating in air. And he just shakes his head and goes... I thought you were a man of honor, but I see you're throwing the fight for your little... Kind of wiggles all four fingers towards you, um, uh, Zoltis. Your friend, what's wrong? I thought you were a, a paladin of honor! And he kind of wraps, <laughs> wraps his, his hand against your, your cuirass, and he's just like, What is that, uh, Bahamut? Not many of you left. Nay. But some things are more important than pride. I must attend to my friends. Okay. Uh, he will stand um, spookily, like just kind of puts his hands out and like lays flat, Ooh. lets the air current bring him up as he kind of floats down towards you, and he extends a withered hand out to shake your hand. Uh, I'll shake his hands. Yeah. No, nothing happens. He just says, until next we meet. And then he'll kind of lounge back into his chair and continue watching the Countess, um, who begins to speak. Uh, if you and Zoltis... Can I, can oh, go I ahead. ask yeah. one quick question, just before my turn is over? Uh, do we... Do I recall what type of dragon, when we were teleported, what types of dragons appeared when we were uh, attacked <laughs> before we teleported? You, you do. They were chromatic dragons. The second faction, right? You have metallic, chromatic, and then gemstone dragons, which we haven't really gotten into at all in our campaigns. Thank you. Of course. Is there anything you would like to do? Because you just kind of nudged him, I guess, as a, you know, a burn is kind of playing this facade that you have set into motion. Is there anything you want to do? Uh, 
nothing else particular in preparation for anything. Uh, I would say I would gesture burn towards Marius in the back, the bubble in the back here, um, so that we join him. Uh, and the the ways uh, listening were like. We can hear the Countess. Can we hear the other tables from these other bubbles as well? Uh, yeah, you have to kind of really focus on a on a face or a voice to to hear them. Um, almost like it's an an afterthought or like a manipulation of the magic itself. Um, but you can always hear the other two talking. It's almost like if you were to have like a um, some sort of like directional mic, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Other Is there that, someone in specific have... you'd like to? look at uh i guess while we're while we are here since um the focus on the countess seems to be i'm gonna focus on this table over here with the this five guys or five people burgers and fries you got it man <laughs> uh <laughs> back to the, they are just kind of making small talk um the two bluish ones uh, are actually thralls. They are these hybrid vampiric creatures and they are just slathering and breathing really hard. Um, the two with the red backgrounds are actually really quietly playing cards. Um, and you hear one say, I have a full goblet. And he's like, fuck. That's the third hand in a row. You have to be cheating. Uh, and the one to the right of him actually has a chain connected to the other two thralls. And his mouth is wide open. And you hear this low droning noise as this black vapor is dripping out of his eyes and mouth. That's like a little freaky, guys. Look at the icon. It's gross. It is pretty gross. So... Uh, Burn, you you bow out so you can put yourself wherever you'd like to be within your normal movement range, unless you want to you know swim across to Ozal, then you can. But it's up to you. Uh, wherever Zothus says we should go. Okay. Uh, you just kind of pop into the bubble behind you. Uh, and as you do, it's it's kind of a weird sensation. You almost do like a full somersault as the air current catches you, and then. <laughs> kind of go around the outside of the bubble and then come to rest perfectly next to, to Zolthus uh, as the air current catches you. Um, and yeah, you're with your friends. Marius, you said you were trying to listen to whatever this conversation is happening between uh, the Countess and the dragon, correct? Yes, that is quite correct. Uh, would you like me to summarize or would you like me to roleplay it? It's up to you. I can do either. Uh, role play it, please. All right. Um, Countess Brevard kind of looks towards the dragon. And she's like, we had an accord. The servants of Vecna are looking for you. The entirety of the dragon flights, the chromatic dragon flights, are looking for you. You are one of the few gym dragons left. And instead of, I don't know, hoarding your treasure guarding out you and your herald are gallivanting around trying to gather information for an unknown purpose now as the leader of the sanguine chalice the entirety of our mercenary group we try to work very very closely with our clientele but 
I do fear that your psionic power makes you pompous and over-arrogant. You think you have the upper hand, but what you don't realize is I have operatives everywhere. I could leverage the information you've given me for this package you want me to find to any of the sub-factions warning, and I'm sure one of them would be more than willing to come find you. Uh, Umbral, this dragon up there, um, kind of, you see all of its uh, floating spines lay back as it snarls. It's like, it is unwise to threaten me in one of my own lairs. How easy it would be to leverage you to break into the earth. And he kind of shoots a this penetrating glance right towards you, Marius, kind of right in his line of sight, with a subtle head tilt. He says, I'm sure their mercenary group also dabbles in information. And if I'm not mistaken, they've come here to leverage me for something. Uh, and he will gesture with a clawed hand. He says, would the delegation from Brigandieth like to say anything as to the purpose of which they have come to this meeting, of which they were invited? And he kind of nods. And then you feel something probing at the edges of your mind, Marius. Do you accept or deny? I'll accept. You hear Umbral's voice in your mind saying, play along. Well, it seems, uh... We've arrived just in time. Please uh, yeah, do um, go on, Countess. Uh, the Countess kind of shoots a shady glance at you, and she says, And what authority do you speak with, Pigeon? Pigeon? <laughs> you mean... She gestures to your wings. Ma Marius Rudari. Those are actually hidden unless I'm concentrating on a spell. Which ah. I'm not. You are you're not concentrating, or you not, are concentrating. I don't have a spell I'm concentrating on currently, as far as I know. Well, then I should have warned you about the layer action that is magic denial. Uh, your true form is shown as soon as you cross the threshold, and you are only just now realizing it. Uh, well then, the name's Marius Rudari, not Pigeon, and. Uh, I believe you would be right to respect that, as I would not refer to you without your titles. <laughs> She's like, how interesting. The male humanoid species always m speaks from a place of arrogance, assuming that they have the upper hand in any situation they are in. Pompous. And I would judge by your pigeon-esque wings, as she kind of mocks you with her hands. Um... That you're just the lapdog of Jarlaxle, coming here, searching for some sort of item to return to him so that he can cling to little fragments of power that he supposedly has. I wonder how much Vecna would pay to have you hunted down, or how much the other fa factions would pay for information of your whereabouts. She kind of the mask on her face kind of tilts and the, the feather in her hat kind of gawks as she looks at you. Uh, and then you hear Umbral kind of growl. And she, he says, I do not take kindly to threats in my court. This is a place of neutrality. If you want to fight, you can take it out of my cave. And she uh, will take off her hat with this kind of 
blood red hair that kind of falls around her, still keeping her mask on. And she says, oh, my apologies, mighty Umbral. I do not take kindly to commoners speaking to one such as me. And she'll kind of refix her hat back on her head and shoot you a, a glance out of the, the eye holes in her mask. Do you have anything to add, Marius? Well, we'll see what your dealing here is. How your dealing here goes. Please go on. Uh, she will pull out a copper scroll tube and hold it up um, towards Umbral. And he, he nods his assent. And this amethyst glow um, begins to kind of envelop this copper tube and it comes floating towards him as he kind of opens it and you can see his eyes scanning the paper uh kind of squinting and moving trying to read all of the whatever is on there uh the paper furls itself back up and back into the scroll tube um and then it is placed somewhere in the throne uh in return there is a bag that is lifted from his throne and set at the feet of the countess he says, our dealings here are concluded. You and your kind may return. But please understand, I could leverage your information to the Lords of Shadow. They do not take kindly to other vampire spawn poaching their territory. Uh, the Countess just kind of grumbles and like growling, gritting her teeth. She says, the Sanguine Chalice shall see. Their power cannot hold much longer. Uh, with that, the, the vampires all kind of stand up and walk towards the middle uh, of this spiral. And uh, doing so, they will take the teleportation circle out to wherever they have come. Other than that, the last thing that happens, Marius, is she shoots a single card, like a playing card, straight towards you. It floats through the water and comes to rest on your chest. Boonk! Bouncing off your armor and falling into your lap as they disappear in a flash of light. Interesting. What does the card say on it? Uh, it's just a, a laughing joker. Uh, and it's holding some sort of chalice that seems to be dripping blood out across the bottom of the card. Um, interesting. I'll, uh, take that over towards Burn and gesture for him to place it inside of, uh, the bag of holding. So that way it won't, uh, give off our location later. Okay. Lord Lumbril, we have come here searching for these artifacts. Maybe you know you have one or two of them in your possession. We were led this way by a golden string. Um, he will kind of twirl or like twitch his wing, and in doing so, your bubbles actually move closer um, towards the throne. And he says. Forgive me, Lord Radari. I do not like to have spawn their ilk so close to my throne. Uh, as you are kind of shunted forward to this next bubble up top. 
Uh, and he says, Yes, I do possess one of these items, and I have been holding it for Draxel. I believe he has come to call in his favor. And he kind of looks at you and the rest of the party. I was all scroll up. That he has. Um, I'm going to pass off. Let's go Ozol next. I haven't heard from you in a while. Ozol, do you have anything you want to add? Marius kind of responds that he has. You could scroll up, too, if you don't mind. Um, what was your question? I'm sorry. Do you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation? If Marius kind of ascends that Jarlax was calling in his favor. You seemed like you were sitting on some questions you wanted to ask. Uh, no, not to the uh, the dragon. Not yet. I was just uh, kind of preparing for a battle if those vampires turn on us. No, I'm good. Uh, anyone else? Chance to roleplay with the dragon? Umber? Um, actually, quickly, um, the, you said the threads are going behind Umbral? Yeah, they are actually spreading out to this like Octopian throne that he's sitting on. And it's a very, like humanoid gesture his butt is in the chair you can see his tail is kind of swooped between these undulating tentacles that he's sitting on his wings are curled to his back and he's sitting upright in it uh, almost like a king announcing his court it's very unusual um, Ozal will ask him um, let's see, I have to fluff it up a little bit because of what uh Stola said. Uh, great and powerful Umbral, and Ozal will bow. Would you be so kind to share the history of the throne in which you sit? It's magnificent. A throne truly fit for one as powerful as you. Uh, the dragon smirks as much as a dragon can smirk with its maw. He says, you are one who speaks highly of my kind. And perhaps you are used to speaking with my cousins, the metallic dragons. Creatures of n n good aligned creatures. I am one of neutrality. Your flattery will not get you very far. I offer you this, though. I will answer your question in exchange for one of my own. Is this a fair accord? Of course. Anything I desire. And he kind of cocks his head at you. Any question you desire, yes. He, I will do my best to answer it. This throne is not a throne at all. It is a magic object. Uh, when assembled with its four parts, it is a map to anything you could think of. Whether it be magic item, task, person, anything across the globe. It takes great power and thought to use. It consumes large amounts of soul coins to operate. But in doing so, you have potential topographical physical knowledge beyond the scope of what anyone else could do. Again, it is a complex tool and will take time to learn. I have been holding it for Jarlaxle for some time. The fleet after Waterdeep fell was raided and he broke up the items for safe holding. So, I am one such holder of this item. I believe you met another, and he kind of sees the, the orb that you kind of stashed somewhere into your robes, his eyes glowing this amethyst color. 
as if penetrating through whatever you have to see it. Perhaps two. We have. He nods. Ozal will interrupt. Was that your question? No. <laughs> he smiles. He said, <laughs> that is why I phrased it as a statement, not a question. Uh, he'll kind of put a his paw up to his chin, brushing across these floating crystals. Uh, and he says, ah. Do you know the whereabouts of one Morden Canaan? Ozal will say, the last that we saw Morden Canaan was in the mist during the Battle of Barovia. We are unaware if he survived. So truthfully, we do not know the location of Morden Canaan. Again, I will trade you question for question for I have one more. Your turn. Um, I guess Ozal will look to the group and see if they uh, may have uh, any questions, but I'd, I guess my question would be, I guess I'll whisper it and ask. Uh, <laughs> you huddle up really quick. Yeah, we gotta, if I could really take advantage of this. Um, should we ask if he's friend to our friends? It seems as though I he I mean, he be. did say he was neutral. He may he not care. He may not care, but we do need the throne in which he sits. I don't know if he would be willing to give it up freely. You can ask him if there's anything we can do in exchange for it. Like We're not beggars. I like the way you think. Chromatic dragons don't seem to be his friends, I believe, right? Is that if I heard correctly? Either? Correct. So they're, they're also, uh, maybe we can do something to, uh, to help him avoid them in some form. Uh, Ozal will say, we've been tasked by Jarlaxel to retrieve these four pieces, and though the throne you sit on does look quite comfortable... We were tasked with bringing it back to the surface. Is there anything that we might do that would convince you to allow us to take this throne for Bregandirith? All I ask is that you deliver a message. Tell Jalraxel we're even. Of course. Um, Ozol will bow. Uh, this is my turn. Yes, of course. After you have assembled this map, he kind of puts it in quotes, I would call upon you to find an object for me. Will you agree to this? What's the object? He shakes his head with a smile, like a wry smile. Question for a question. It is a simple yes or no question. I believe you said that we would be even. No, now you no. ask us. Jarlaxle and I are even. <clears throat> Do not be mistaken. My kindness is for him, not for you. 
you would task us with finding this item or simply the location without context it is difficult I assure you an archive that's all I seek I will say no more does he glance at the crystal when he says that no, he does. He's not. He doesn't care at all. He seems to be referencing. Uh, I, I will say this is kind of based off of your gut feeling. He is. Looking I guess for I just don't want him himself. Yeah. Okay. I just don't want him to like ask for something that's bad that we have to or beholden to find. You know what I mean? No, I haven't gotten to the crystal yet. That will be addressed. Don't worry. Okay. So as far as Ozal's gut feeling, it's not. Uh, it's more he a material looking, thing that he's looking for. He's looking for a destination on new doomed Faerun. Okay, uh, huddle up with the party and and uh, give them an answer. What say you, Burn? Well, we're uh, here for the throne. I don't think we have much of a choice. Would he wouldn't agree. be the worst person we've come across that we've had to do favors for, so... He's only asking for a location. It's like the first time we've ever not been sent on some ridiculous quest for somebody else. I agree. What location is he looking for? It seems to be an archive location. Somewhere on Pharaoh. Can he hear us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. Marius, so this... And this is uh, a gold dragon or gem dragon from the looks of it. He mentioned he was yeah, amethyst. amethyst. Yeah, he's an amethyst dragon. What do we know about amethyst dragons? Can we run Not a much. history check? Not much. Uh, I, I think just finding a location wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. However, we don't really have the luxury right now of diverting our attention towards this. Like, so it depends on when Umbral would like this to be taken care of. When do you desire us to find this location for you? Uh, <clears throat> he says, after you have acquired all four pieces. That's interesting. I simply ask to use the device once. I will not take it. I will not cause any harm or damage. I am simply looking for an archive. Uh, I think that sounds reasonable. Honestly, I don't have an objection. We can try it. Sure. Will you help us take this to the surface? Or what do you recommend as the best way to transport it? <laughs> uh, he says, then we are in agreement, Ozal. Correct. Yes, once we've been able to complete our task with Jaraxel, we can help you find the location of the archive. No. Once you have all four items. He wants to look at it first. Okay. He nods and he says, then we have an accord. Uh, He will stand, kind of stretching his wings and 
crawling back down into a, a serpentine stance. His tail kind of clinks around as you hear what sounds like this slurping noise as the throne is there. And then he flicks his tail, casting Enlarge Reduce upon the item. And the item reduces and shrinks and turns into like a coffee table, like an end table size pedestal. Um, as that happens, it kind of floats over with the amethyst light glowing around it. And you receive the third item, which is this pedestal. As you kind of get it close to you, Ozal, into your hands, the orb from your pocket flips out and clicks into place onto this pedestal. You have three or four items. He says, all you need now is the control key, if I'm not mistaken. And both of these items... Um you had mentioned that there was a second thread going past Umbral. Uh, yeah, as the orb clicks into place, the other three items point deeper into the cave. Would you allow us passage through your lair, Umbral? Uh, he nods, and this giant edifice that he's sitting on, its mouth opens and takes you out of secondary exit. Um, as you... I'm assuming you're egressing out down down the mouth of this thing. Correct. Uh, you hear from across the uh, way back these stomping footsteps and the wheezing of bagpipes as this man is running. Oh, 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 oh. Wave your shites! I have to. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, he's like, I have to play you exit music. Uh, as the maw shuts behind you, you continue down this passage. Uh, we're going to take a five-minute break. Uh, we'll be back, use the restroom, all that fun stuff. Um, and we'll continue our game. See you soon. Cool. Beans. You're a bit Robotronic, Dean, but that was a fun beginning of the episode. I was kind of worried those vampires were going to try to kill us. Yeah, likewise. Nah. I was, I was ready for the fight, though. I'd just radiant smite them to oblivion. Jesus, you would destroy them. <laughs> Holy shit. How's everybody feeling so far? Good to have Max back? Hell yeah. yeah. Got a full party today. Thanks, guys. It's the squad. Okay, he ruined it. That was weird. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> oh, poor Max. He's a good kid. I love Max. I don't care who knows it. everyone today. Well, it's pretty sketchy there. For a second, I thought we were going to get into a fight with those vampires. Bro, I was 100% sure we were going to a fight. And it was funny because Burns is drinking and we're all freaking out. Yeah, he drank well, someone's Burns blood. That's kind of gross. Was... Well, not nothing tastes like anything except ash unless he drinks from the flagon. If, uh... Do you not remember that? That's the, the curse of the flagon. No, the curse of the flagon is I'm always thirsty. That's diabetes. 
<laughs> I thought, I th- honestly, I thought the curse was nothing will ever taste as good. Yeah, that, I think that was what I thought. Yeah, as nothing well. ever tastes as good, and I like constantly crave it. Yeah, but um, yeah, with all the fights that Burn has been in over the years, he's definitely accidentally ingested blood before. <laughs> Can we talk about how? Um, you have no, you're missing an eye, right? And I feel like we could easily fix this eye thing, but like, do you just not want the eye to be fixed? I think we should try. Honestly, I want to fix the eye. What do you mean? I, well, doesn't yeah. Marius have like an ability to heal like great wounds? No, nope, no, not yet. That's oh, rejuvenating okay. body parts is a really high level spell. Oh, I but see. not only that, but I think it'd be cooler if we can find some sort of enchanted object to shove in there. Stolas, what is? I think he already has something in there. Stolas, what <laughs> is um the talon colors for and the beak? Well, the beak is like yellow for uh, your character. Uh huh. Sorry, that was a question. What are your talons? Are they black or brown or? Oh, um, no, he has like little yellow feet. Correct, but like the little, I guess like the bird nails. Uh, I, I don't know. I think in my model I have them as they're kind of like a this lighter color. Like a, I don't know, like a. I'm trying to. What would you call that? Like something. a hay color? Like just okay. kind of like a lighter yellow, I guess. Gotcha. Bird boy? His eyes? His feet. Oh, his feet. Oh, I found the perfect color for the beak and the foot. And then your feathers are white or gray? They're white. Like a sage. What color is Solas's eyes? Um, they're yellow. Bro. Don't Don't bro me. I'm trying to work on this. Like, I'll show you what I'm doing. I'm trying to work on this, <laughs> but I need I need more information. <laughs> so cute. Let's see. <laughs> what the hell? What uh, is it? It's adorable. Black eyes. Help oh, me make this stolen us better. Uh, Yellow eyes. I have, I have yeah, a I just give him stolen Yeah, I just give him. Do, him do owls have like eyes like this? Oh yeah, they do. Okay, just yeah, they're round. Oh, here we go. There yeah, those go. are the ones I used for solo. Okay, what them. color should for the feathers? I guess go to the hair section. Let's see, white. Oh, there you go, baby Stolas. Look at that. That's adorable, actually. That might be the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cute, dude. <laughs> Bro, this pose goes hard. He's like football size. <laughs> this is very baby Stolas. Well, I mean, normally you're not much bigger, but yeah. No, I think yeah, I Stolas think technically Stolas is only. Creature. Yeah, I think he's only. Well, we can't fit three creatures like... on this, but. Yeah, but he's like, like what? Four years old. Oh look, but we could do different poses. <laughs> we could do looking down, Hoot? looking up. That's a sassy right there. I actually like this <laughs> one the best though. Yeah, that one's really cute. If you position oh, I can it just even, right, they you can, can be even... looking up Ozal's robe. Ew, you're nasty. That's my job. Uh, what is this? Oh, here we go. Oh, fantastic. 
Could you raise him up to put it on Burn's shoulder? I love it. It's no, so it won't. Let hey, you is do there that. an octopus for our new uh, lore? Um, no, that's not going to be like a permanent thing. I don't think. I know. Just uh, thought it'd be cool to add an octopus. Well, it wasn't cool. So, just kidding. Love you, Whoa. Just bashing on Jay over here. No, I would never. Jay is I'd like my you. favorite person. Wow. It was high praise. Switch Jay. that switch that grip position. It's getting a little grippy. How dare you? I've always wanted to make a stock for a wizard staff because I feel like a wizard with a shotgun would be super fucking cool. Just walk uh, around blasting people with spells like a gunslinger. I'm going to use the restroom, I'll be right back. Nice. I just got back. Good luck. Yeah, I didn't want to leave and have no one on stream, but... No, you're good. BRB. <sighs> Abdulia, you're not wrong. If you're still watching out there in TV land, uh, they did kill the ultimate vampire. With some help, but yeah. It'll be interesting to see. The whole coven of vampires. Wow. Who else still here? Is just those all gone? If I, I have returned so. as well. Nice. Are you guys excited? We're almost done with our sea arc. Are we going to level once that happens? That's a correct, sir. Oh, good. I've been trying to look up some abilities and stuff because I'm still kind of like. I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to figure out which which areas I should level and where, what direction I want to go because it's all like very in-depth. It's very cool. Casters are casters are really complex, but they're really cool. I think my favorite caster is the fighter because you just get to cast sword continuously. Um, you know, that was a joke. But yeah, you're not wrong. Especially when you start getting into like sorcerer and like meta magic. Meta magic's like super potent. You guys played Baldur's Gate three at all? Nah. Nah. Dude. I don't like um. Like like uh, what do you call like? It plays like an MMO, and I can't stand it. No, it doesn't. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, where you where you like put in like commands, and you just like. Wait for your character to do shit? Oh, it's like a... You mean turn-based turn combat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's can pretty, I say something? You, you mean like the <laughs> very thing you're playing right now? <laughs> yeah, but I don't like that in a video game. That's fair. Go ahead, go ahead Stoss. <laughs> I was going to say, if I could say something kind of controversial about Baldur's Gate. Because sure. it, it looks very pretty. But... I honestly don't want to play a game with like so many ugly people in it. I'm back. <laughs> wow. Like I don't want to hang out with these people for like 80 hours. They've just put me off. <laughs> I don't want to look at them. Oh my god. <laughs> but uh the the wizard's kind of handsome. We like long hair. Oh, thank you, boy. I don't know, man. Every time I see someone from that I'll game, do. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? Ew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm superficial, guys. I'm sorry. It's pretty. I watched Matt Mercer break the game on YouTube. It was pretty amazing. I haven't actually sat down. To, I own it. I haven't sat down to play it yet because I've been uh, painting. Cody, but we need to do a run together, dude. 
you're asking for 200 hours of my free time. All right. <laughs> At least. <sighs> we'll talk about it. Anyways, we're all good. Everybody got something to drink? Went potty? I took a dookie. Ooh, that's fast. Holy cow, dude. It was a spooky dookie. The, the <laughs> spooky dookie. <laughs> okay. The Hussein Bolt of dropping a deuce, my guy. The poop. <laughs> just goddamn Hussein that kid Bolt. All right, what are we doing now? We're in the cave. We got this thing. Yeah, you guys. Now have three pieces. Three of four gathered. Um, you walk down this long serpentine tunnel, and it pops you out deeper into the cave. Um, overall, I would say you guys have at least spent, out of the 24 hours of you, those of you who have oxygen, um, I think we were down to 22, so you're probably down somewhere with a short rest in the neighborhood of, what, like 18? 18 hours left? So that puts Marius at six hours? No, Marius is 12 started at essentially after you guys beat the first cave. Uh, maybe it took him 20 minutes to Sherlock Holmes' his way to you. Okay. Um, so, you know, some, somewhere in there. Um, you guys are popped out over here. Let me just, I'm going to drag you, Ozol. Boom. Right there, baby. Follow the yellow brick vor. Uh, what well, looks through like this kind of normal passageway, like you could cut from one side to the other, um, the water kind of shimmers, and you are let out towards your last objective. Um, this one, I am very excited for. The cave descends deeper. Um, you can keep moving left all the way to the treasure chest if you want to. Funneling down, there's little terraces. Um, water currents kind of pick up and swirl in eddies as you arrive to a shipwreck. May I ask a question? Yes. So it seems like um, in the initial, like getting down here, we had seen a lot of indications of like uh, acid and different uh, things that were happening. Do we think that this acid was from that dragon that we just saw, or is it likely that there's a different threat that could be down here? Probably that one. I'm sorry, one, one more time? Probably that. Other okay. threats. Copy that. Oh, oh no, wrong one. Don't want that one. Just like that. Uh, Return of Strahd. Kill him <laughs> in one hit. Uh, boys. As you guys are swimming, walking, traveling down to your to your last objective in this that, huge labyrinthine. <laughs> what? If you know, you know. <laughs> okay. Well. It's an Oxpeedy joke. Well. You know, your shows compared to mine. Um, How dare you? That was, I, just, I, I love you. 
as you get down here, you begin to hear this subtle music drifting along the entirety of the water. I need everyone in the group to make a wisdom saving throw. If anybody's by me, they got a bonus. 19. Yeah, you can't see anything. Yet. I know, 19. I know. He's dark. I'm skewed. It's broken. 25. Uh, oh, no. With a My pee-pee hurts. Oh. Our shipwreck. It's broken. I'm sorry, Zoltas, I didn't mean to cut you off. What did you say? I just said, oh, to, uh, I don't know who's, uh, violating Burn. Uh, Burn 19. Ozal 19. Burn, why do you have so many? Uh, Zoltas 13. Marius 25. Stolas 8. Stolas and Zoltas, you both fail. And your mind is gripped by this music. This beautiful, oh, oh, drifting across the water. And to the rest of you, the music takes a minor turn and it becomes sickly and dangerous and lilting. But to Stolos and Zolthus, you are now charmed for as long as you can hear the siren's song. Roll initiative. Hold on, let me get the initiative counter up. And I gotta clear the counter. Clear. Okay, roll initiative. Double checking if I have. Oh, uh, yeah, click a character and make sure it's highlighted and then hit initiative. Sorry, I'm just seeing if I have resistance to being charmed. I have resistance to something like that. Ooh, you are an elf. Perhaps. Mayhap. Uh, I'm just not sure where what it is. What the hell? Is. Yeah, I can't. I rolled a 10. You have advantage. Uh, I have an advantage on saving throws you make to avoid or end the charmed condition. So would I get advantage on I that will give you, there? on this specific advantage saving throw, I will give you advantage again. So you can roll again. But the Siren's Charm is much different than the normal Charmed effect. So would I roll, sorry, Wisdom again? Yes, Wisdom saving throw. And then I need to roll uh, Initiative. Uh, so correct. I hit it 18 for the Wisdom save. Uh, you are safe then. You are gripped for a moment, and then your Elven Heritage kicks in, and you realize that this music is dangerous. All right, and the initiative for me is, uh, oh, nat 20, so Whoa. 25. Man, uh, let me scroll up here. Damn, I didn't click my dude, though. Uh, I, I can edit it, right? Yeah, I, that's fine, too. Uh, 25. Oh. Bam. Descending order. Zoltis, you are first. 
for our evening combat. Uh, in front of you, there is a shipwreck. Further away, the sirens are perched upon a rock singing throughout here. Uh, proceed as you wish. Five foot squares. Swim, walk, fly. Well, not really fly. Swim, walk, that kind of thing. Uh, can we see through the ship? Can we see the sirens on the other side? Uh, yes, the ship is kind of crumbled and dilapidated. So there's kind of this valley uh, as the ship is kind of laid in twain. And they are perched upon this rock. Beautiful mermaid creatures kind of curling their hair. They're little red dots in the back left. Um, combing their hair with the rib cages of men they've drowned. Uh, talking like mean girls. It's great. Let's see. These little rocks here, do they provide any cover? These large... Yeah, if you want to get down under them or, or make an excuse for me for how you want to get there. They have seen you. Just as a heads up. Yeah, so they know I'm here in some fashion. Uh, I think I do still want to move over here behind this rock. Uh, okay. Over here. Uh, if you are hunkering into the rock, I'm going to put a little token on you here um, that just says that you're kind of crouching in there. You're not prone. I know that. But you are attempting to break line of sight with these creatures. The boat itself is kind of hollow, and you can see the ribs of this boat um, as the water kind of waves over it. Uh, give me a perception check, please. I believe I can... As a bonus action, try to hide, I think. Uh, yes, you perception. can. Perception, I've got an 11. Okay. You do not notice anything out of the norm. And then, uh, do I have to... Stealth would be your, bon uh, your bonus action to attempt Stealth. to hide. You've broken line of sight. You have a place to hunker down into. 16. Nice. 16. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do? I believe that will be all for now, then. Burn, bringer of dawn. Destroyer of the Mastodon. What would you like to Yeah, do? so our... our um, Stolas and Marius Charmed? How does that... What is that? Uh, you are unsure. You hear the call of the siren. You see Zolthus kind of slink off behind a rock. Um, you you feel the evil wash over you, and then it just kind of rolls off of your paladin-esque nature. Can I like can I do a perception check to see if my friends are okay? Uh, sure. Okay. I have a plan, but I need to know if it's gonna work. Twenty. Uh, I'm pulling up the thing right now just to double check. I'm trying to see if it's like a, a charm or possession or how it, it's like written, I guess. Uh, 
Holy shit. It's a spell that lasts until the creature is dragged to death. Uh, so until the siren kills this creature, uh, they are charmed. As long as they are in the water. Can I undo it? Potentially. It's a charm, yeah? Yeah. So, because I have um, protection from good and evil. Okay. Uh, until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. Aberrations, celestials, elementals, fae, fiends, and undead uh, grants several benefits. Disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. Um, the target also can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. If the target is already charmed, frightened, or possessed by such a creature, the target has advantage on any new saving throws against the relevant effects. Hey, let's go! Okay, um, I'm gonna tap Marius on the shoulder, and I'm going to cast uh, Protection from Good and Evil. Okay, you cast Protection from Good and Evil on Marius. Well done. Okay, uh, and then I'm going to uh, regain my spell slot back. Uh, what is that? Harness Divine Power? Yep, as a bonus action. Yeah, as a bonus action. Um, and I'm going to start moving toward the... Oh, no, I can't move. Uh, I'll stay here. Wait a minute, Marius was charmed? Uh, shh, shh, shh. He declared it. That's who he cast it on. Yeah, you said Marius and, and Stolas. That's what I asked you. I <laughs> asked you before I did all that. <laughs> Marius, what was your save? 6.1? Oh, that was initiative. That's initiative. Uh, uh, my save was a 25. Yeah. Oh, so Marius come is on. Fine. I asked you specifically. <laughs> Salt this. <laughs> Still <laughs> oh. Why you gotta point that, it out? Well, I, I don't know. I, I was honestly confused. I, I was like, what is he doing? I did the perception check and I asked you specifically about I, Marius and Stolas. You said yes. You asked me if Stolas was charmed. I said yes. I said, said Marius and Stolas. Oh, well. Yes, Stolas is charmed. You cast protection from good and evil on Marius. Well, I mean, he's going to get advantage against them anyway, so. That's true. Okay. Go for That's it. Okay. Just go for it. You bamboozled me. You you purposefully. I did, I did no said There was no. I asked you leading. specifically who it was. I, I gave you the answer. I said, yes, they, well, one of them of the two was charmed. No, go back and listen to it. You lied on purpose. Let's pull the but tape that's fine. That go ahead. I didn't do it on purpose. I, I just let it slide. Do you want to move? Uh, no, because now I have to hit Stolas. I mean, Marius is a cleric. I'm sure he has the same spell. I don't know. You can ask him if he needs a free action. No, I'm just staying here. You place your hand on Marius, and Marius, you feel the divine mantle of the, the dragon god Bahamut settle upon you as you gain protection from good and evil. Uh, Burn, realizing his blunder, kind of sighs, shakes his fist at God. Uh, and we'll Is that what you're calling yourself now? Well, <laughs> it's the loss. Uh, I would like for you to take an extra. I need you to cast the Hunger of Hadar on these infidels that are surrounding you. If you wouldn't mind centering that on, I don't know, Burn, uh, Ozal, and Marius. 
While I'm this close? <laughs> yup. Okay, uh, I would like to, uh, let's see, um, let me use this new thing here. Because yeah, so it you is might be able a to catch, 20 uh... foot, I believe Hunger of Her, it's a 20 foot sphere. Yeah. So, oh, oh my goodness, that we is huge. We can catch Zolthus over here too, maybe. Yeah, that's what I want to try to do. I'm going to get all of you. Yeah, look at that. That gets all Yeah, in. perfect. That's where I want to cast Hunger of Hadar, and I will read okay. the spell to you guys. I, I thought you didn't have Hadar anymore. I do. Okay, it says, you open a gateway to the dark between the stars, a region infested with unknown horrors. A 20-foot radius sphere of blackness and bitter cold appears, centered on a with rain with a range and lasting for the duration this void is filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurpy noises that can be heard up to 30 feet away uh no light magical or otherwise can illuminate the area and creatures fully within the area are blinded the voice uh, the void creates a warp in the fabric of space and the area is difficult terrain any creature that starts its turn in the area takes 2d6 cold damage. Any creature that ends its turn in the area must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 2d6 acid damage as milky otherworldly tentacles rub against it. What level are you going to cast it at? Uh, let's see. I guess I'll go with... Um... Wait. I clicked it and it's ending. Did I do the wrong one? I think I did. Sorry. Nope. Assuming it's not third. Doing anything. Am I doing something wrong here? Nope. It's a third level conjuration. Okay. okay. Uh, I will counterspell it. That's okay. Go ahead and mark down that you have used your reaction. Uh, Stolas, you hear the the whispers of these beautiful fish women. Uh, as they're making subtle advances, kind of curling their finger towards you, you feel the suggestion to cast the spell. You attempt to connect with Hadar to cast this void, and Ozal just, nope. Counterspell. Well done. Wait a minute. Can I counterspell that? I think you could, actually. You can counterspell his counterspell <clears throat> as a reaction, but you've already cast a leveled spell. Ah, yes. I can't use a uh, sorcery point? Uh, I, I, uh, I would have to. I don't know. Wait, no, we have the house rule. So, ye, what level is counterspell? It's third level abjuration. Well, what's the house rule? I thought it was that house you can cast a cantrip. Second level or smaller. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. So, I wouldn't be able yeah, to so do no, that. Yeah, so no, you cannot cast it. I can't. Never mind. I'll let it slide and just pout about it. Uh, go ahead and take away whatever hoodoo it took you to, to cast that still loss. Um, and then I'm going to have you move as far as you can towards the sirens, if you would, please. Where are the sirens at, Cody? I don't see them. Top left, my guy. If you want to zoom out, there's a rock past the boat. Little red dots right there. Them's oh. the sirens. You, you wanted me to get closer to them? We don't have art Yes, please. Uh, they didn't have art in the, the player's handbook, as crazy as that is. That's odd. I know, right? <coughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. I can't do a dash. I did an action. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Here, I'll... Uh... Boop. Yeah. Hey, look at that. That's perfect. Well done. 
God, I love the new tool. Ah, it's so much fun. I know. Um, Stolas, well done. Will you... Never mind. You feel the presence of friendly, friendly, friendly crab people. Ozal. Crab people. I just want to make sure that I understand what happened. So I understand that Stolas is uh, affected by the sirens. Um, is uh, Badfish... I, I know he moved... Was he able to break out of that? Or at least from what I can tell? Yes, he has advantage on uh, with his elven heritage. He had advantage on his wisdom saving throw to not be charmed. Would you give me a free arcana check to understand in what way that this condition can be broken? I think you said it only when they die that it can be broken? Uh, sure, go ahead and roll a history check for what you know about sirens. Cool, thank you. Uh, history is a 24. Jesus Christ. Sirens, as you hear. Oh, sorry. Thepros is a she. Uh, Thepros. Oh, yes. Sirens. Uh, the seductresses of the sea uh, tend to charm unwitted sailors into dragging them to the depths with the siren's call. The siren's call is a magical charm effect that lasts until the creature either surfaces and is able to use an action to physically cover their ears and continuously block out the noise or until they are drowned. If they succumb to the siren's call, they are at the siren's beckoned call, a <laughs> wink, uh, for the duration of the effect, which is death. Mm, okay. So it would, it, we would have to have an ally, the way that I interpreted reading it at least, you would have to have sure. an ally intervene to stop it. Can I ask you, does Wall of Force, uh, Ozal's cast this in the past, does it block sound? Like if you seal something into a Wall of Force? This is for so no no because I guess you can still speak through it because like in the Baldur's Gate know. game in the Neverwinter Nine Neverwinter Nights games you're able to communicate through Wall of Force um, sure so that's where I would grab that knowledge from someone can correct me on the internet for who's you know nerdism if I'm wrong um, but the specifically the sirens have a medium where they can cast underwater. So the way that I would interpret that is that this is basically there so they can speak and cast through it without interruption, I would think. You could use okay. it to stop Stolas's advance if they are just kind of mindlessly swimming towards these sirens to their death. Right? Yeah. And then um, I guess that would work the other way. So if Burn wanted to um, do his ability, the uh, protection from good and evil, although he has to touch yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. You also have to take in mind, too, no one puts Stolas in a box. So, if you do that, you gotta have mercy on your soul. Well, it's like putting baby in the corner. Um, Excuse me. Hmm. Oh man, <laughs> you're you're in for it now. Ozal's gonna move thirty feet to um, Zothis. Uh, he will then place his hand on Zothis, casting. Oh, the Stolas casting a reaction or? No. I think oh, okay, he was sorry. Just trying to read read a text. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, greater invisibility. I okay. Um, it is a concentration spell up to one minute. You are a creature you touch, in this case, Badfish, uh, Zothis rather, becomes invisible until the spell ends. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it is on the target's person. Perfect. You do that. And uh, that will be. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Is. Uh, I don't think we put Vor on this map. Hang on. 
I'm gonna have Vora. Oh, that's not what I want to do. Uh, Jesus. I just want to have him hanging out. He'll move and then uh, dash to be back here. Uh, and then you said we could cast a, a second spell as long as it's less than level two, correct? It depends. So with Stolas' sorcery points, they can cast a spell, right? Because sorcerers can twin spell things. So Metmercer's home rules that sorcerers can do that as long as it's second level or lower. Oh, that's right? not a wizard thing. Right. It's it's specifically Copy. designed for sorcery points. So, um... Okay, no, that's fine. It, yeah. I didn't know... I, for some reason, I mentioned... I remember you telling me something like that, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay, so it's my it, movement, action. Um, I don't have a bonus action that I would like to do. Uh, and that's going to end my turn. Uh, before we do that, do you want Vor to make a perception check since all he did was move? Uh, sure. Let's okay. see. Vor perception check is going to be 12. Nope. Okay. And the uh, sirens going to be my turn. What can you do, sirens? Other than mm. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to have this siren move. Uh, and she will cast Greater Invisibility on herself. Uh, I probably should have done that before I moved. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, this siren is invisible. Um, this siren is going to go... Um, she will touch a part of the deck, and you see this crab-like creature... Um, decamouflage itself and then she casts polymorph on it turning it into a giant shark put that one up there Um, and the last siren is going to take a full dash. Where's my ruler tool? Well, I must have moved weird. That's okay. To there and also cast greater invisibility on itself. Marius. Alrighty then. Well, so Stolas is still charmed. Correct. And, and Zothus is still charmed, correct? N negative. Okay, Zothus is not charmed. Yep, he passed his check. Sweet. Um, then I am going to start my turn by activating Twilight Sanctuary. I haven't done that in a while. 
uh, present my holy symbol and begin a small chant and a glowing blue aura begin and lights begin to dance around me within a 30 foot circle okay uh, and I'll be able one of the fun effects of that is you can end effect causing one creature to be charmed or frightened as long as it ends its turn within the sphere. So let's see here. We got, uh, and then are these ten, 10 foot squares or? Okay. They should be five foot squares. Normal squares. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Um, and then let's see here. Where was that? Shark that you said? Oh, it's all the way up there. Okay. Um, 70 feet. That's really far. Okay. Uh, that is all I can do then. Go ahead and toss myself some temps. Oops. 12 temporaries. And that's my turn. Glorious Dungeon Master, did you hear me? Oh, shoot, I muted myself, sorry. Uh, that sounds great. Um, Zolthus, you are next. Alright, can we assume we are walking along the seabed? Uh, I guess, currently? If that is how you want to interpret your movement, then yes. Or you can swim, if you, uh, you know, depending on how you want to do it. I would say when I'm moving, I'm I'm swimming uh, a few feet above. Like it, I not... I simplified the underwater rules. Yeah. So just if you are swimming, put a height in there for how high you're swimming. Otherwise, I'm just going to assume you're walking along the floor of this uh, ocean water area. Okay, because I was basically thinking I'm gonna kind of raise my because I'm invisible and not. I'm going to raise my feet off the sand when I'm moving. So I guess I'll use five feet of movement to go up five feet. Okay. Um, then I'm going to start... Let's see, who's closest? I'm going to start heading straight towards these uh, sirens here then. So just 35 feet this way. And I don't believe there's anything else I can do. You can dash as a bonus action, I think. Right? That, oh, I guess, I guess, Damn yeah. Damn it, boy, I can, get in the fight. That doesn't use up, uh, I don't lose invisibility until I actually attack, correct? No, you were permanently invisible for the next minute, even if you do attack. Oh, okay, sorry. So I, I will say the, the sirens well you can see are all that. invisible. So these two right here. And right here are technically invisible. These two? Yes. The only okay. one that you can make out uh -huh. is the one by the shark. The other one's turned invisible while they swim. I just didn't pull them off the, the DM board because I forgot which one I made my uh, okay. initiative turn with. So. Okay. So but they're my, I can see invisible 
enemies, but I think it's only within 30 feet. Sorry, I'm trying to find out where. Which one are you looking for, Jay? I can pull up your character maybe sheet and help. Something I can, maybe it's something at a later level and I read it later, but I thought I could see enemies that are invisible within a certain number of feet. Mm. But I might, take a might be wrong. Dark vision, color, keen senses. Um, is it part of the token that departed? Let's just say I'm going to Google that and see if it's something later on and to in the interest of time and the game keeping moving. Sure, I'm sure. going to pretend no I can't see them. And I'm going to move a bit differently, if that's okay. If I just, yeah, go uh, ahead. Just put yourself where you're going to be. There might be some reactions that pop up because I have some hidden creatures. So just let me know where you're going to go. So I'm going to... I could move 75 feet, basically, because of the dash. So I'm going to head straight towards the siren that I do know is there. Okay. To the edge of this boat here. And Sounds good. That's going to be my turn. Okay. I'm going to say that you're still below the uh the lip of the boat if you were only five feet off the ground while you're swimming so you have a little bit of cover there yes and i wanted to do it so that they wouldn't see my footprints uh i think i mentioned that sorry for sure uh the giant shark's turn blind uh, sense is level 14 i just found yeah so i don't have it yet gotcha okay that's my problem as a swimmy boy, I can I can move really far. Holy cow! I think right there, if I measured correctly. Um, and I will just take my whole action to dash while swimming. Edge of Marius's bubble. I think technically back a little bit. Uh, that is the giant shark's turn. Uh, other than that, that's good. Burn. Bring her up, Don. Yes. Okay. The Don Bringer. Oh, these maps are so freaking annoying. Okay. Hello? I'm here. You're good. Oh, sorry. I'm just, just I'm switching music. Like, You're good. Um, okay, we got to fight a shark now as well. Yeah, it was jarring. <laughs> uh, 
It was jarring. I hit fade out, but it must not have. Must have bugged out. Strange. Burn, you need an aquatic seahorse. <laughs> Trundlefish. Um, why is this doing this? Fuck. What are you trying to do, bud? The map is just move. not behaving. I can't. I can't make it to any of those sirens. Because if I dash, I, I I don't have um. They're also invisible, so I don't even know if you know they're there. You could dash up to the shark, and it, and I mean, you would be there. Mm, no, I, I don't want to dash. Okay, um, you could move to Marius and then attempt to make a ranged attack underwater. You could attempt to go to Ozol, have him polymorph you. No, I don't want to be polymorphed. You could mm. swim over to Stolos and be on the rock by them. He just tried to kill me with Hadar. Fuck that guy. I believe Marius ended the cur, or does that happen at the end of Stolos's turn? At Marius. the end of Stolos's turn. Gotcha. Um. Wait. Okay. So Bucky Barnes doesn't get any blame, but Stolos does. No. I'm under his spell. Abdullah's comment was my favorite. Bucky sucks. Stolos, the subject of I can fix him, but keeps committing war crimes. Lol. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, Dulio. Uh, I see you. Oh, Jesus. Um, you also can, uh, Misty Step is a bonus action with a spell slot, which is 30 feet. And yeah, then you use your but, normal action to move 30 feet. And that would yeah, put you all the way to a shark. To sh yeah. And then you could make two attacks. Twing twang. Has some sushi. I don't want to waste Misty Step on a shark. Okay. Well, I'm just saying um, it puts you... It, I mean, it does tactically puts you closer to what you're trying to get to, too, and still allows you to attack. Just as a... Yeah, an aside. No, I don't want to waste Misty Step. That's two spell slots. Okay. Um, no worries. I'm going to cast Haste on myself. Okay. Gives me a plus two in my armor class, uh, which will put me at 21. Legal um, drinking age for paladins. Yep. And then I guess I'll move up uh, as far as I can go, which I guess is what, where Marius is? Yes. Uh, until the spell ends, the target's speed is doubled. It gains plus two AC. It has advantages on dexterity saving throws and gains an additional action on each of its turns. The action can be used to take an attack, uh, one weapon attack only, dash, disengage, hide. Um, so you can move all the way to the shark with haste because you can double move with haste. Yeah, but then I can't attack. No, because your movement speed is doubled. Right. But I my. I cast the spell, so I don't have a... Oh, yeah, you're right. But you can make a bonus action attack. Additional attack on each of its turns. The action can be used to attack one weapon only. Okay, yeah, I'll move yeah. to the shark then, and... We'll flip-flap. 
Oh my god. This fucking map, dude. Do you have your ruler tool still on? No, but it's like I'll try and grab my character, but he's at the bottom, so I just end up grabbing like the names down here. Oh, weird. Okay, and then I'll, I'll use Shark Cutter. Ooh. Horse Cutter 2.0. Wow, uh, Shark Cutter. Should have called it Shishimi. Tin! <laughs> uh, actually, Tin might hit the shark. Oh, close, but no Shishimi. All right. Uh, they're going to wait their turns. Stolos, you still get an action before Marius' spell goes off. Um, 11 temp hit points to burn. 11 temporary hit points to burn Dawnbringer. All right. Did you have a spell you wanted to cast, Stolos? Um, yeah, who do you want me to cast it on? Um... Let me see. Probably. Probably Ozol. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah, Crown of Madness. Let's can they bold. see me? I'm beneath the boulder. Stolas can see you. You're like on the boulder. I'm on the. What do you know about the edge of the boulder? Stolas can see you. It's a straight line, my guy. I don't know, man. Depends on how tall these boulders are. You're like on it. <laughs> I'm going to rule it as they can see you. Crown of Madness still lost. Tell us okay, what happens. Cool. All right. So one humanoid of your choice that you can see within range, 120 feet. Uh, they must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration. While the target is charmed in this way, a twisted crown of jagged iron appears on its head and a madness glows in its eyes. The charmed target must use its action before moving on each of its turns to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose. The target can act normally on its turn if you choose no creature or if none are within its reach. On your subsequent turns, you must use your actions to maintain control over the target or the spell ends. Also, the target can make a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of its turns on a success as spell ends. All right, Ozol. Wisdom saving throw. What's, What's your DC? 16? Let me ask you this. So, um, if, I, this. if I fail this check, it doesn't cause damage. So I can still remain concentrated on uh, the spell for Zothis, correct? Uh, potentially. I mean, to, to whether you decide a yes or no. Uh, the target is charmed. Correct. But it doesn't so... see any concentration or damage, like to force a concentration check? Uh, under the charmed condition, let's pull it up just so I can quote it directly. I just want to make sure like what resources I may or may not want to use right now. No, you're good. I'm pulling up charmed right now. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Charmed as a condition. A charmed creature... Can't attack the charmer or the target the charmer with harmful abilities or other magical effects. The charmer has advantage on ability checks to interact socially with the creature. Where's the... There should be another one. Oh, I don't want to Google on that tab. Hold on two seconds. You're good. 
Ah, here it is. Uh, you took charge. You know you said right. You took the signature. I don't see The charm creature reverting regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Uh, when the spell ends, the creature knows you tried to charm it. Technically, she can ask you to do things as long as it doesn't hurt you, theoretically. Uh, well, this spell says that the only thing I have to do is use my action to make a to melee move attack. attack. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't um, say anything like she can make me do like a spell, right? No. No, so you're, okay. you should be fine. Is what I'm trying to okay. say. Sorry. That's um, conflicting. I, and I then for that. portent, it's just like, uh, it, one of my portent, let's say it's 10. I get 10 plus whatever my wisdom would be, correct? Correct. It sets the die roll, but not the total Okay, perfect. Result. And the DC here is 16. Mm -hmm. It's a wisdom saving throw. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll use my 14 portent to get a 24 to okay. uh, best that uh, check. Yeah. You turn away Stolas's wicked spell, that <laughs> warlock turning wicked again. Those dang you sea wicked, rings. wicked warlock. How dare you uh, And then... Hey, I'm like the worst warlock ever. No spell I ever do works. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you're also it's casting okay, a spell against like a very accomplished spellcaster as well. It's true. That's true. That's that's. I, I chose him because really he point. wasn't within the the purview of Max's sphere. So uh, you end your turn. I'm assuming Max is going to use his Twilight Sanctuary to end your charmed condition. Thank God. That a was a affirmative. Ass. Okay. Jesus. Still lost the salt water clears from your eyes and then is replaced with more salt water. Um, and you see now that you were beguiled by this beautiful siren's call. Uh, you you just kind of want to ghost the siren. You don't want to text them back. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask something because I'm curious. Ah. And I'd like to get away with it if I can. Maybe. I, for like the briefest of moment, could sense some crab people. Yes. Can I reveal their position to the uh, the squad? Roll me a D one, two, three, four. Four. A D four, okay. A three. Um north or south? Uh or random. Geez. Um, I guess I'll go with south. Okay. You reveal. Blending into the ship, clinging with chitinous shells are these shrimp-like, crab-like people called coals. Uh, they will act on the, or trolls. Um, they have a afterburn, so they have been hiding in wait. Uh, you get the feeling that this shipwreck is a mass grave. As you begin to look around and the siren spell clears from your head, you can make out gleaming white bones all around not only the deck of the ship, but the shadow of the ship. That's what I was trying to give away with the perception checks. But yeah, good call. Nice. So, uh, there are still some that are hidden, just as a heads up. So, Gotcha. Uh, Ozal, back to your turn. Copy that. Uh, let's see here. 
Those all move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And uh, let me let me just make sure I want to be here before I take my hand off, as it were. Um, um, are you still on the rock? That's important. I'm going to rule that this rock is level with the ship. So if you get off the rock, you are below the ship. If you're trying to cast a spell on the siren from over there. Or are you swimming in place? I guess I just don't understand how this map is working, but I would I like to There's, cast a spell at this thing. Dimensionality here and here with the deck of the ship. <clears throat> so this goes down. And this rock here is above the surface. I was trying to pick a cool like three, two, two. So if I want to cast a her, it would be here, would it be better? Uh, yes, you would want to be on the okay. rock, and then you could like duck back into cover to use the okay. natural. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Let me just do see five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Well, that's my movement. So, uh, Ozal will take a single star from his robe of stars, uh, casting it um, a level six. Which I don't know if that level seven now because of the corrupt magic or not because it's an item. Not necessarily uh, casting no, it. No, not items. Just okay. personal spells. <clears throat> I figured as much. Um, magic missile at level six. Uh, let's see here. Where's magic missile at? Uh, ooh, that's not what I wanted. Uh, my roll was a two, so it's twelve. Hang on, yes. magic twelve plus. Yeah, because it's three, six, three darts and then 18. one additional, right? Yeah, it's level six. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, that'd be, hang on, it's nine darts, right? Because it's three, and then every magic level above. Soul. Shows That's eight darts. Shows. Yeah. You get one more dart. So that would be eight darts. Each one doing three is 24 damage. Correct. And, and then she'll take... This siren over here? Uh, the only one that's visible, but she'll take six concentration checks to maintain polymorph. Oh, yeah. Yes, she will. Um, <laughs> Ouch. She fails. So the shark turns back into a crawl, um, which I drug off to the corner here. Boop, boop, uh, Let's see here. And she is bloodied. Oh, nice. Uh, Vor's going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 back closer to Ozol. Do you need me to do anything? No, I was going to suggest something cool, but I don't want to play your turn for you. So you do. I would like to do something cool, but I don't think I can do something cool. I so wanted if, to ink blast if, around Ozol. If, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. If Vor can dash, you could ink blast, and then it would be you'd be obscured, technically. Yeah. Um, one second. Can I do that? Yeah, you'll be heavily obscured. That works both ways. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do the ink blast. And how would you like me to notate that? Um, I don't know. Maybe just draw a circle around you? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that did not look as cool as I thought it would at all. Jesus. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll work on this, and then that'll be the end of my turn. 
Okay. God, that nice. was terrible. Um, these two sirens that are invisible, uh, one of them is going to... I need my shark back. They both cast Polymorph for their turn. As two more giant sharks appear, they will just act on the, the troll's turn, so I have to keep putting them in order. Um, this third one, however, though, uh, is pretty upset that you shot it. Do I have anything I can do back to you that's not... No, those are mostly defensive. Um, I attempted to charm everyone, so I can't charm them for the next day. So she is just going to charge forward. 12 temps for us all. Then we'll get to there. Marius. Okay, Marius's turn. Let's see here. Oh, sorry. Uh, can you roll me for uh, Vor as well, please? Oh, sure. When do you have a moment? Um, alright, let's see here. I think I'm gonna end up rolling up with burn here. Let's see, that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to get to this crab creature. Are these guys attack these the crab creatures attacking us? Yes, they are defender creatures. Okay, cool. Sweet. Just double checking. Um From there, I'm actually going to cast Spirit Guardians. Call forth spirits to protect you. They flint around you in a distance of 15 feet. For the duration, if you are good or neutral, their spectral forms would feel angelic. When you cast a spell, you can designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. My allies. Uh, and affected creature speed is halved in the area. When the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant. Uh, on a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage. Okay. And I will get that aura going for you right now. 15 foot. Boom. And that, that's my action and my movement, and I don't have a use for my bonus action currently. Okay. So that will be it. Cool tools. So there's... I'm... I believe I can do this. I can bonus action like teleport and then then use my movement to get in behind someone uh your teleport's line of sight so are you teleporting up like uh however far and then moving or are you trying to teleport back towards this uh troll probably towards the one in front of marius and and burn okay yeah uh ideally you would want to be either uh, the square in front of Burn, so that you have an ally within five feet, or the square next to Marius, if possible. Between your movement, teleportation, and bonus action. 
So that way you get sneak attack, because you have to have an ally within five feet of you, or have advantage on an attack. Alright, so I guess I'll uh, move to here, 40 feet then, and teleport the rest of the way to beside yeah. Marius, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll do that, and then, um, uh, oh, jeez. Like, can get a sneak attack, I believe, then, in that case. Yep, so make your Let's attack roll an advantage. So I need to just enable advantage or just click sneak attack? Uh, toggle advantage and then hit your, uh, roll your attack and make sure sneak attack is toggled as well. Okay, sweet. Uh, Double-bladed. 28, Jesus so Christ, 28, that hits. Yeah. Uh, dealing 23 slashing damage. Nice. That's awesome. Alright, and uh, yeah, that's it for me. I believe I've used all my actions and whatnot. Yes, sir. Well done. Thanks. Burn, bringer of dawn. There is a crab person in front of you. Crab, shrimp, tentacle, gooey-faced imbecile. This crab guy is going to get it. They're so yucky. Uh, I'm going to harness divine power to get my spell slot back. It's a bonus action. Okay. Is that your last uh, one for the day? No, the I got three. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so let me... Uh, I can attack him three times since I have haste? Yes. Uh, let me attack him three times with smite. Wow, fucking horse cutter, bro. Let's go. Shrimp cutter. Sashimi yeah. slicer. Uh, so, go back to my page. Horse cutter three times. Let's see. Thirteen twenty-six. Wait, what is that? Why is that? Uh, you're using great weapon fighter, so they're all at minus five. So the thirteen misses, twenty-one hits. I didn't pick that. Oh, you have it toggled. That gives you an extra ten damage for great weapon master. Uh, you have two hits. Okay, I'll let it ride. Where do I uh, click that? I don't have it. Uh. So it's underneath your weapon stack. It'll say, like, Great Weapon Fighter toggle. Um, it's minus oh, five it, to hit, but plus yeah. ten damage. Yeah. So okay. uh, I don't think... Let's see, nine slashing. So fire is going to be zero underwater, as I alluded to earlier. Uh, so you deal 19, 29, 37 points of magical damage to this crab person. And he is bloodied. Uh, so I can't use smite. You can smite. That's just your physical damage. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me let me smite. So, so you can smite twice. Cool. Uh, was that D eight? Uh, yeah, it'd be four D eight radiant damage if you're using first levels, or six D eight if you're using second levels, like two. Or you can do one of each and be five D eight somewhere in there. So. Oh, I'll do. Uh, 3d8, I guess? 
So two first levels, so or a first level and a second level. Which no, I'll do the, I'll do the four. I'll do two. Uh, I'm sorry. So two so first four. level spells. Yeah. Okay, so that's forty-eight for sixteen points of damage. It is bloody bad. Bits of crab-like tendrils as its little face tendrils are shaved off from your sword, bubbling through the water as the this hot blade slices through. One of its arms goes flying off. It's not quite dead, but it's hanging in there. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, I did my bonus action already. All right. Nine attempts to Zolthus, and then for burn here, 12 for burn, if he lost any. I haven't, but thank you. It's one more than I had earlier. The Chul needs to make a thank wisdom you. saving throw for me. So does the shark. Cool, uh, sweet. Let me move everybody first, and then I will, I will oh. resolve those. Okay. If that's okay. Uh, so, whenever he enters the area, he must make the wisdom saving throw. So the moment I have he that movement, yeah. So the moment around. he entered my, the moment he entered my aura, his his movement speed got cut in half. So he might not have the distance to make it to Ozol. Uh, I still have an extra ten feet, so I could go out and around. Okay. Technically. Um, sure. And then this one, let me double check that, because I think that's only, what is that? So, yeah, okay, that one barely can do it. 50. Cody, may I ask you a question? 50. Yeah. 60. The sirens are concentrating on polymorph, but they also cast greater invisibility. Are they no longer invisible? No, they are not invisible okay, anymore. Thank you. I need to take that off. Thank you. He's going to move there. He can't quite make it. Um, these ones are staying put. You're no longer invisible. Thank you for reminding me of that. That was all. I just wanted to make sure. No, no, no you're good. They reappear. Uh, okay, uh, you need me to make three wisdom saving throws, uh, right? Yep, yep. Based on the R3. Uh, DC, hold on, it should tell you the DC when I right hit it. I'm going to do the first one for the jewel since he started in the area of effect. DC 17. <laughs> Fail. Uh, 10 All damage for the first one. Okay. 10 damage for the first one. Radiant. Okay. Second one, 17. Third one, 8. Uh, 17 went to top left. 8 went to the one right above Ozol. Okay. 
Um, that is there. I guess that... I could... Let me reevaluate that. 10, 20, 30. So I could move in. I'm going to make one more since that okay. one died. Uh, it can't quite get all the way in with its movement halved. Uh, but it does get close. Roger. I think that he has a tentacle attack I can use. 11 damage for him, or if he makes a save, for half. There's no way he's going to make it, but I could try. 7. Sweet. Yep, 11. 11 radiant. Reach 10 feet, pincer. Uh, he can attack you. Uh, I'm going to attack Zolthus with the Chol uh, for multi-attack, so I can make two pincer attacks. 21 to so hit. Zolthus is invisible. How is he? Can oh, see? Zoltus is invisible. You're right. Thank you. Uh, never mind. Do I have one? Ozone. Don't. Passive 14. Well, okay. Sorry, I know you're dealing with last time. No, 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 you're good. Uh, so she just swings wildly, doesn't hit anything because uh, those attacks made a disadvantage. It doesn't matter. Um. Giant shark. Ozal, this one's going to be at a disadvantage to try and bite you. Okay. Uh, 21 uh, to hit. This is this shark is trying to hit me, and that 21 was yeah. a 21 disadvantage? I rolled 28 and 21. So 21's the lower result. Um, for a bite attack? Yeah. Uh, let me see here what I can do. Also, I'm going to look at the turn order. <coughs> Excuse me. The, um, the sharks oh, move at the troll on the troll. I didn't re-put the sharks back in there. No, no, no you're fine. There. You're fine. Yeah. Um, I would like to uh, silvery barbs as my once per day. Okay. Uh, my free once per day reaction. Uh, silvery barbs says a creature you can see within sixty feet of yourself that succeeds you on an attack. You can't see the roll. creature. You're heavily obscured. How can he target me if he can't see me? Because you can make an attack on a creature you can't see, but it's made a disadvantage. How would he know where I'm at, though? I mean, you are a giant inky spot, and the troll aren't dumb. Well, he's just biting like a f 15 <laughs> by 15 square. I made the attack at disadvantage, my guy. That's fine. Um, <laughs> let me see here. Give me one second. Shield? Will that give you enough to get there? No, not quite. Uh, Plus five so. is nineteen. Uh, I could have you roll a luck a luck roll. Yeah, you want me to do that? Yeah, that's fine. Let's see what you get. So I just re-roll it once flat. Or is uh, it... Actually, I don't know. That's a good question. Let's Sorry, see. it's Lucky. been a while since we've had to use it. I know disadvantage. <coughs> Let's see. I think you just re-rolled the one dice. Uh, lucky let's just spend luck point yeah you just re-roll once uh 28 okay that's fine uh so it would just be the 21 uh 22 piercing 22 piercing yep okay so that'll take uh 12 for my temps and then 10 for my non-temps perfect uh <coughs> this now that you have taken blood damage frenzy. uh there is a perk called blood in the water blood frenzy yes sir so I have advantage on attacks against you, which means I have a disadvantage on attacks against you because you're heavily obscured. 
So it's just a normal attack since you're wounded. Um, burn. This one is also going to take a bite out of crime. Uh, 15 does not hit. Let's see. Stolos. This troll down here is going to make two pincer attacks against you. One, two. Uh, 14 and 25, which I believe hits for 11 bludgeoning damage. Gotcha. Um, and then I need you to make a succeed DC 13 constitution saving throw. Be poison. That's tentacles. Um, target is grappled. This is DC 14. I need you to make a DC 14 strength saving throw. Strength. That's a bad one for Stolas. Okay. Strength. Where are you, Strength? There you are. A 15. Ooh, you make it. He attempts to grapple you with his pincer, but you deftly move out of the way. Um, and other than that, you take damage. Other than that, I believe I have resolved all of the Chul's turns. Excuse me. Still us. Uh, there is a big crab man staring, staring down the barrel at him. Okay. Um. <sighs> okay. So, uh, first, I'd like to cast um, Hunger of Hadar. Okay. I would like to cast it here. It's a 30 foot circle. Okay, you are going to catch. Go back out. 25, 30. If you cast it one square back, you won't catch Zolthus. Okay. About here? Yeah. Yeah, that works. So I'll cast it right there. God damn, and you hit the siren too. Both sirens. Yeah, Jesus. And both sirens. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to cast it there. I can't leave the circle up, but if you could draw okay. that for me. I got that'd you. That'd be great. Um. um Go ahead and put it back up real quick, and I'm just going to draw it oh, off yeah, circle. Sorry. It's not going to look great. Or was it there? We know you can get all of them, but something like that. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. What do I need to do? Okay. So let me put that back up on the screen here. All right. So... Where's the good part? Any creature that starts its turn in the area takes 2d6 cold damage. Any creature that ends its turn in the area must succeed on a dex saving throw or take 2d6 acid damage. Okay. So uh, if they end their turn in the circle, they will take it next turn. So I'm going to interpret that, correct? Yes. Um, I will also say, for the purposes of fair play... You unearth one more troll. Lucky guy. Not lucky for him, lucky for you. Nice. Um, <laughs> cool. They are also blind. Cool. All right. And then, uh, um, oh, that's right. That yeah, you're right. Oop. 
Then I would like to also use a sorcery point, I believe. Uh-huh. It's just one. To blast this uh, one crab guy in front of me. So let me switch With my tools here. Yeah, the one that's like right next to me. Okay. Yeah, roll it. Where are you? Eat there it. we go. 18 and 27. And then uh, I'll push those, him back. Those both hit. He's pushed 10 feet? Uh, I believe it is 10. Okay. Sorry, I'm still putting on blind markers here for all these people. And then um, I'll push him into the, I guess like the, no, I guess that doesn't work. Sorry, I was getting, I was getting uh, Marius's skills messed up, so I guess it doesn't matter if it's in the blue area. Just far away from me. You need to end in the blue area. Okay, and then I guess that means my, I can take some movement. My red ore is not showing for our allies, by the way. I, I can see it, but I can swap it over here in just a sec. How much damage did I take? Uh, 17. Minus 17, force damage. Uh, since I pushed him away a bit, well, if I move, will that... No, you do not incur attack? attacks of opportunity. He has okay. a 10-foot reach, but you are... Basically, you, you got a free disengage, essentially, is how I'm going to... Boop. Save settings. Shazam, there you go, Marius. Thank you. Of I course. guess I can move here. Yeah. All right, Watch I'm done. Watch out for those milky tendrils. Milky Ooh. tendrils, yeah. <laughs> 11 temporary hit points for you there, Stolas. Great, awesome, thank you. <laughs> Some of the descriptions in the Dungeon Master's Guide are so gross. Milky tendrils. I don't even want to know. <laughs> right? Ozol. Yes, sir. Um, I'm. <coughs> excuse me. Um, if I move here, I'm still in the shark's threat radius, right? So that would not be an opportunity attack. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you show me again on your screen? I was here. Mm-hmm. And I just want to move. Oh shit! Sorry. I'm asking if I move here. I'm still in his threat radius. So I wouldn't get opportunity attacked. Correct. Yeah, you could move. Or all I could the even way move like here. Yeah, okay, yeah. copy. As long as you're within base-to-base -base contact for, for the Warhammer okay. terms there. Correct. Okay, so let me look here. Uh, I'm going to Cone of Cold like this. Let's fucking go. Let me see. I'm trying to see. Yes, uh, just go like this. Left. Go left a little more. Oh, sorry, more. it's 60. Nope. Keep going. Right there. Okay, perfect. You want that. Okay, so that would be um, both sirens, the crab with the blue dot, um, the second crab with the blue dot, and then both sharks. And another troll that just popped up since you were oh, blasting you. it with Cone of Cold. And because of the corrupt magic, it would cast at 6th level? Correct. Uh, that would be 49 cold damage. Um, will you please DC 19 save. Yes, I will, sorry. Because if they have to see it, they automatically <clears throat> fail. Correct. A blast of cold air erupts from your hands. Each creature in a 60-foot cone must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 8d8 cold damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. A creature killed by this spell becomes a frozen statue until it thaws. Nice. Um, how much damage was that total? One more time. 49, 49. for if you uh, fail, and I guess 24, 25 if you 
Pass. Fail. Fail. Uh, bloodied. And then when those die, do the sharks revert immediately, oh, yeah. or do they take the damage oh, yeah. first? No, oh, they... Uh, technically, they take the damage, um, so they will just become Chol again. Um, cool. But they... Because Polymorph is no longer active. Bloody... <clears throat> I don't think the damage carries over, right? No. So they, they essentially... It just drops you to zero. zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, correct. Which is the cool part about Polymorph. <laughs> delete. Delete. Copy. Uh, I miss when Mark Pearson was here because he would say, way to battle is all. It made me always feel happy. <laughs> way to battle is all. Thanks, bro. Uh, I will then use... <coughs> Excuse me. The remainder of my movement to go 5, 10, 15 back into the ink cloud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get these guys to where the shark was, roughly. Um, but I'm going to force movement out of them. Um, oh, no. He would have been up one, I think. Yeah, he would have been either up one right or like down and to the right. I feel like that looks right. Like I'm right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, <clears throat> move him right there. Um, yeah. Nice job, dude. Thanks, bro. Uh, let me subtract my spell slot. And uh, did it kill? I guess it killed the other two sirens. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The two the two of the sirens are dead. Okay, awesome. Um, Max, can you roll me uh, ten hit points for Ozol, please? And that'll be the end of my turn. Ten. Thank you, sir. Nice. Uh, yeah. Sorry, switching songs. You're um, good. Bam. And uh, that'll be the end of my turn. Uh, this siren will go. And she just wails. And she begins to cry profusely. Uh, and you can hear this scream just kind of reach out. Um, with the crow kind of curl in on themselves under the, the crippling scream. Uh, I need Ozol to make a charisma, just standard flat saving throw. What's the DC here? Uh, you're looking for in the neighborhood of between 18 and 20. Okay. Uh, you said flat, so just a regular D20, or you want me to hit the charisma button? Yeah, hit the charisma button. Okay. A quick note. I did remove an extra sorcery <coughs> point because that was for a twin spell, not quicken spell. So. Oh, God, a nat one. Uh, I'm going to use a luck roll and roll okay. it again. That's that's pretty bad. No worries, Stolas. Jesus, six. Nat six. Okay, a six. So, had you passed, <clears throat> you would have had the opportunity to force all of the crawl that are at half damage to flee. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. We could still try that, though, right? Like an intimidation check? Uh, theoretically, but you are the one that just killed two sirens oh, and I did see. a bunch of damage. So that's why I offered the opportunity Wouldn't to that you. be an intimidation, though? Would you like to roll intimidation instead? Um, I think that would... Charisma would be more like sure, why uh, not? negotiating. Well, charisma is part of intuition, <coughs> but I'll allow you to roll it again. Fifteen? Fifteen. Um, let me make it official, and I will roll Chorizo back at you. Seven. Uh, the scream allows the Kroll to disengage on their turn, and they will attempt to flee, moving their full movement as far away from you as they can. Uh, no longer wanting combat with you. 
Ozal will say, go back to the abyss. Uh, this siren will attempt to move 10. back towards her rock as you can see something gleam upon the rock alright alrighty my turn let's see here so I've got these three guys on top of us they're all about to go um, I'm assuming you're still trying to chop them up with wisdom saving throws yeah basically just kind of sitting in the keeping them in my aura uh, let's go to this one here, then. I'll step forward one. And this okay. guy, I will attack with a uh, booming blade. As nice. my blade begins to glow and hum, I slash at him. And, let's see, 15 to hit. Um, where did my... I accidentally closed the tab. Hold on. Okay. Open character. I don't think 15 hits, if I remember correctly. No, it does not hit. Cool. Well, that's a miss. Uh, nothing to do with my bonus action, so I will sit here happily. How much damage do I take from the aura? Nothing. Nothing since uh, or it's at the start of their turn. Yeah. Okay. Or start of your turn, right? Nope. Start of theirs. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Zolthus. Um. The. Do the blue icons, sorry, mean that they're bloodied? They are blind if they are blue. Oh, That's blind. Should be blue. Okay. Yep. Bloodied is a different spell. Yep. Uh, uh, I can mark the ones that are bloody. I don't think I actually did that yet. I don't think it's necessarily going to change what I'm going to do, but um, probably. Oops, wrong button. Yeah, those ones are marked. Okay. Yeah, so four of a, uh, four of the six visible curl are bloodied. Uh, there was one that is invisible that has just kind of slunk off after the, the scream has been ousted. Um, I'm going to... I was here, sorry. So I'm going to move beside Marius. Wait, yeah. Yeah. You're good. Would I still have a sneak attack if I were here? If I attacked, yeah. Uh... You could attack either curl that way as well. Yeah, uh, that's but what I'm... probably the one in front of Marius, since it's within. I think it's the creature you're attacking has to be within five feet, or like each other. It's yeah, weird, really weird. That yeah. That's where I was gonna go for with this with that attack first. Um, so I'll I'll attack him, so I'll get this sneak attack, and, mm -hmm. I and advantage. I forgot to do this last time was the whales from the grave so i'm gonna do that this time as well uh, so i'm gonna do the normal attack and then i'll figure out the um the, the whales one uh, so 17 17 hits all right so 16 and 12 so 16 Minus 12. Who? My poor crow. My, my good boys. 
crabs back on the menu, boys. <laughs> so yeah, I need to roll half the number of sneak attack dice for my level. I think I have four sneak attack dice right now. Or is it five? Uh, Your sneak attack dice is five, so run it down would be um, two. Alright, so roll half the number of sneak attack dice right now. And which one are you casting the whales on, if I may ask? Uh, the one right here to my, Perfect. to my left. And, sorry, it says roll half the number of sneak attack dice for yep. your level. And so go ahead and roll 2d6. Two, oh, 2d6, okay. So five total. Uh, this ghostly anchor drops out of the sky as you hear the laughter of the Flying Dutchman strike this creature as the whales of the graves go off. All right. Down here in Davy Jones's locker. And that will be... I believe that whales is my bonus action. Yes. So, and right. then you have to crush a trinket as well. Uh, I don't or have is it... to. I'm going to just use oh. one of my four for the day. Oh, nice. Okay. For now. Sweet, dude. Oh, it, trinkets for if you want to do one more whales. That, yeah, that's right. Sorry. And actually, I don't think whales is a bonus action, but I'll double check that. I think it just automatically happens if you have sneak attack go off. Oh, that's nifty. That means you still have bonus action, so you could potentially move or disengage or hide or something. I'm still invisible, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to stay put for now. Okay. Alright, that's it for me, sorry. No, you're good, dude. Well done. Burn. Bringer of Sashimi. Yeah, I'm going to bonus action get my last spell slot back. Boop. Uh, just in case. Uh, and there's a crab in front of me still. <laughs> Dude, it's crab battle all over the place. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna crab cutter this fucking guy. Uh, left or. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to move up because it was a shark. Uh, potentially, you could move. Uh, you could move ten and make three attacks one of them's almost dead and the other one's at half health uh which one's at half health uh the one to the left right here is at half health and this one is like for you if you hit it it will probably die um I will also say it benefits Zoltus too because he can collect a a shard as a reaction. Say, Zolthus, did you need new temporary hit points? I believe I still have nine. Okay, okay I'll help out Zolthus. Nine, so, this one right here? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll attack... Um, Should I attack all three times? Or can I attack yeah. twice? Yeah, so attack, uh, just roll them one at a time, and I'll let you know where you're at. So the one on the right, go ahead and roll. Crush as many 26. crab as you can. Yeah, it's way dead. Okay. 
So, Zoltus, you get your. I'll uh, death take a thingy. piece of that crab soul. And then I'll turn around and attack uh, this guy twice. Yeah. 26. Hit. 16. Uh, let's see. 10, 20, 30, 43. Damn, Jesus Christ. Uh, Zoltus, you want one more? I was going to say, I feel like I'm ready to <laughs> absorb another soul. With two deft blows from Shrimp Cutter. Crab Cutter? Crab <laughs> Slicer. As you crab battle your way through these crab people, you slice crab and dice them. People. And just wish in your heart of hearts that you could eat crab underwater while you have a giant bowl of butter. <coughs> and they die. Zoltis Little bits of shell these, floating up. These burns brush these two crabs so quickly as he grabs and uh, adds two trinkets to his uh, small pouch. You hear, help me, as the wails of the <laughs> dead <laughs> gather to you, Zulthus. And they die. That's right, my turn. <laughs> well done. Still lost. Um. Wow. Everyone is getting absolutely destroyed over here. Hold on. Let me out, Stolas. So did uh, that one right oh. there take any? Uh, the one kind of in front of. Four. Did that one take any acid damage? I'm so sorry, Solas. I actually, my crabs were supposed to go before burn, but I accidentally deleted the one that was in the lineup. Um, let me let me flee the ones that are trying to flee super quick. I don't think it's going to affect you, really. Okay. Um, I do, actually, I do want to include you. Uh, give me a 1d4. One is north, two is east, three is south, and four is west. Okay, is so this one, one that's blind uh, is going to take 2d6 damage from you as well. Okay. Why the heck is there no d4 here? Thanks. You're welcome. Or the I can roll again. The one I have here is an 8. That's kind of weird. That's weird. Uh, you want to pick 2 or 4? Uh... I guess I'll go with two. Okay. Uh, he will attempt to flee as far as he can. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, 50. there it is. I don't know what happened there. That's weird. And then I need 2d6 cold damage as he flees the wrong direction. Uh, trying to run away as far as he can from this wicked warlock. Got nine? Nine. This poor guy. He is now bloodied. Um, and then this one has enough movement to move off the map. So he is going to be fleed officially. Um, and then this one. Can you get off the map? He is also going to flee. Okay. Um, let's see now. Jeez, that kind of uh, 
dampen things just a little bit. Not too bad. Okay. Um, well, you got one with your milky tendrils. Yeah, pretty cool. And then there's one that's just hanging out by Ozol. Oh no, he gets a turn. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, it's all lost. Uh, Marius, I have to make a wisdom saving throw because I start my turn eight. I fail. I need damage. Firm. Don't forget that their movement speeds are halved if they're running away. No, and they started their turn there. This is King uh, Crow. Seventeen. Jesus Christ. He's going to juxtapose himself between you. And then he's going to give you guys one attack each. Uh, Marius. Nine. Burn. Eighteen. Neither of which hits. Uh, King Kroll is sad. Sorry. Now it is your turn still off. Officially. Uh, sorry. That's okay. Um, Alright. So I'm going to move, I think, here. Let me just double check my measurements. Okay. No. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Right here's fine. Uh, I'm going to use Thunderstep. Oh, nice. Uh, let's uh, get the description up here. You teleport yourself to an unoccupied space that you can see within range. Immediately after you disappear, a thunderous boom sounds and each creature within 10 feet of the space you left must make a constitution saving throw, taking 3d10 thunder damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Okay. Uh, I fail. Okay. As and you... That would be 3d10. What are those? It's... Crazy shrimp? What are they? Uh... Trying to get rid of these menus. There we go. Three two tens. Fourteen. Nice. And uh I guess I'm I guess in relation to the boat, how far below it am I? Like I can't see across from it from here? Uh there's like skeletons of the boat you probably could see like uh let's see through the hole. Uh, yeah, I'd say you could see her. Sure. Through the skeletons of the boat. Because there's a hole on this side. And then there's a hole right here. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is... I think I'm just going to move all the way over to where she is. About 90 feet. I can get right there. Holy cow. So that's what I'm going to do. So you tiger shrimp slap this poor shrimp crab and then Zapping. fucking torpedo your way through like a goddamn penguin and appear right next to the siren who is weeping profusely trying to get away. Well, Her she's sister's beaten. Away. Her crab minions destroyed. Uh, I will also take a perception check from you. Oh, perception? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um... Where are you for second? There it is. A nine? Uh, nothing of interest. I don't nothing think of interest, okay. Nothing of interest. 
Yep, nothing of interest. Uh, is that your turn? Uh, no, it is not yet. I'm gonna spend oh. sorcery points. Yeah, two more sorcery <coughs> points. <laughs> Cause, well, actually, murder hobo and stole lost. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll just go ahead and use two more to cast a uh, Eldritch Blast on her. Okay. Oh man, a one. Oh one. A Let's go. Uh, roll me the 100s, please. 17 hits uh, for four force damage. And she's pushed five feet. 70. Feet. 70. That's four. She's almost dead. Uh, critical fail. Uh, spell attack. Critical fail. 70. Okay, well, it doesn't super affect you. You bite your tongue as you cast. You are unable to use verbal components to cast spells until the end of your next turn. You bit your tongue. Ow. Wabbit With the beak? feet. That's even With worse. Beak. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Stolas. Nice work, everyone. That's my turn. Ozol. Oh, and she's bloodied. Um, Ozol will move five feet. You got it, the inky clown. Uh, oops, oh, Jesus. That. It spreads around corners. Oh. <clears throat> and I will uh, take the second, or a second star off of the robe of stars, <coughs> casting uh, level six uh, uh, magic missile at the siren. Okay. I do the, you, sure. To be fair, ahead. I did say she is almost dead, and if <clears throat> your last spells are any indication, they don't have a lot of hit points. Do you want to delegate or split your stars, or do you want to send all six at her? Oh, that's a good point. Well, you just said she's bloody though, so no, she is critical. <clears throat> oh, she okay. Two markers. Oh, she's no longer blind though. Okay. Um, I'll do. Uh, Three at her, and okay. then three at this this one here. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'll do four at her. Are you sure? God damn it! I don't know. I'll do three. Okay. Are you sure? <coughs> don't ask me that. I'm. Well, I'm just trying to make sure. I want to make sure. That you, no, 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 you're you, good. You do it the way you want to do it. Uh, for some reason, my magic missile doesn't work though. Magic missile. Doesn't let uh, me, are you uh, cooking it from where? Well, like here, but it just—it doesn't give me the option to pick a higher level cast. Oh, just uh, click it. So it's two. Uh, what is that? So it's a one plus one is two total damage, and then you can multiply that by the number of missiles you want to delegate to each one. Yeah. So hers was four, so that would be eight yep. damage. Uh, no, because it already accounts for the plus one in there. If you highlight over the two. Yeah, says, correct. So it'd be yeah. two times four is eight. Okay. And then uh, the uh, crab will get uh, four damage. Okay. Also, how would you like to kill the crab? Oh, the crab is dead. 
Let's yeah. go, crab Stars killer. will just uh, pierce through his carapace. <laughs> oh. Magic missile stars. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, just, just penetrate his body. And he did. Uh, you were so close to killing this, this uh, siren. So close. Gosh, I wish I had... She's like... Uh, yeah, you know, just hobbling away on the seafloor, trying to swim as all of her fins have been just cut and eviscerated, and she's missing limbs, and fear is in her eyes, trying to get away from this bird who is trying to just devour her. And the stars come over and just rip through her scales, blood seeping out into the water. Still alive, barely, but still alive. I should have used all those damned missiles at it. Uh, that'll be uh, my turn. Or actually, I'll move back into the uh, little cloud thing. Uh, still lost. Uh, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as the siren attempts to communicate with you telepathically. You can choose to fail if you want to accept her message, or you can deny the witch uh, and make a saving throw. Oh, that's tough because it's like... I mean, it is a witch, and they tried to just literally charm me earlier. Um, but you know what? Stolas is something of a gentleman. Maybe he'll listen to what this witch has to say before he decides whether to laugh in her face or not. Okay. You hear this raspy, nasty voice from such a beautiful, a physically beautiful creature, though bloodied and dying. And she makes an appeal to you. Please, oh penguin of the deep, if you oh. allow me to live, oh, no. I shall grant you the treasure that we sat upon. I will show you where it is at. And I will go, and I will never bother your kind again. Mighty penguin. So she's promising the treasure and exchange. She is promising additional treasure to you if you allow her to flee. Okay. Um, you know Not what? A penguin bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Um, I think I might actually take her up on the offer for riches stolas is not necessarily driven by riches but they are in a completely unknown like land now they have nothing to their names they're starting from scratch and honestly she's just a little pathetic and if he can get something out of it possibly and her just leave without screwing with us anymore I think I think he'll take that that wager. Okay, uh, the siren says, As a, "I will crawl into the rocks this way." And she points to the left and she says, "Once I am there, I shall use my call to show you where my treasure is at, and I will go in peace and I will bother you no more." And she does that. You say that you're gonna let her go. She kind of comes over to this kelp wall and claws at the wall. Uh, as an action, revealing a very small hole that she kind of wriggles her body into 
And as she does, she begins to sing as she wriggles through, disappearing. And lo and behold, the kelp parts on this rock, and you see something gleam at you, stuck in the sand. Ooh. I'm going to investigate it. Wait, it's not my turn yet, so... Nope. But you are the only one who knows about it. Nice. Okay. Uh, Zoltis. Alright, so... Only one left is this lone little crabby guy, right? He's the last. The King Troll. Oh no, King Troll's dead. Oh, was all killed King Troll. King Troll. Yeah. Uh, there is one you can you can't really see because Stolas' spell is still up. Um, maybe no, Ozal's obscured. As far as you know, there are no troll left that you can physically see. Because the you gotta remember the blue circle is Inky black tendrils, milky, excuse me, milky inky tendrils. Yucky, yucky. Right, um, hmm. Gumby. And yeah, unfortunately, dark vision probably doesn't. Um... It, I believe, if I remember the spell correctly, it is the magical darkness still us. Am I, am I correct on that? <clears throat> or do you want to drop your spell, Stolas? As oh no, it's not your turn yet. That's okay. Um, Stoltis, you could attempt to swim the was, left or right, right? Like uh, I'm gonna say or through, but you might take damage. Yeah, I don't want to necessarily. Game, <clears throat> excuse me, game the system where I'm not. Sh uh, wouldn't necessarily. Is the cloud the same size vertically? Yeah, it's a sphere. I, guess. I feel that, Abdulio. I would love seafood as well. I guess I Thanks could for uh, watching, go here because the shortest distance is 30 feet. Okay. Uh, and then, so I go to... You're on a dilapidated boat. It's floorboards molded and creaking and ancient. And I'm actually gonna, I guess, because I can't see through this cloud, I'd have to dash up, right, to see over it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, truth be told, I don't know that it's really going to matter here next turn. Cause yeah, it's I figured just, it's whoop, whoop, so whoop, I'll dash up it, 40, 40 feet and, and then call it my turn. It oh. does say it lasts a minute. I don't know if that has passed, but... That would be 10 I, rounds of combat. I think it's only not, been... I don't think it's close. Three, yeah, it's only count five right now okay, for turns. So Zoltis yeah, still has so five more rounds of invisibility. I think that's my turn there. Uh, Burn, you're kind of in the same situation as Zolthus. Uh, you don't really see anything except for these angry, milky tentacles that are thrashing and hungering and cold. Burr. Well, shit. You probably don't want to move into it. <laughs> Truth be told. It's like Hajar's <laughs> wet tongue. Blah, blah, blah. 
Can I, like, divine sense to see where this guy's at? Uh, maybe? I mean, let's see. Uh, what creature, what type of creatures can you see or sense? Uh, let's see. It just says the presence of run. strong evil. Undead, right? Oh, um, you know the type celestial fiend or undead? Uh, I will oh, give you this. Any of those? Uh, not behind tool cover. I know that part. Yeah, not Strahd. You can also the place of any object that's been concealed or desecrated. Uh, you can use this feature a number of times to equal plus one your charisma. That's all it says. So, being that this is a chaotic evil creature, I will say it smells like bad seafood. Still. <laughs> There's one left. You don't know where it's at or, or how to get to it. <sighs> Marius, I smell it. It's like bad seafood. <laughs> nice, oh. nice. It's running away. It's good. When it gets to its turn, which is after burns. Creature you can see. Oh, damn it. Okay, um. <laughs> I'll just. I'll do a hold action. Okay. What uh, What are you specifically holding, if I may ask? Uh, just three attacks. Okay. And with that, this troll burrows into the sand and gets away. You are now officially out of combat. Way to go, Ozol. You killed them bitches good. Thank you, my boy. Ozol will step out of the ink cloud and press the digitation of the ink off his clothing. Did we see where the last siren went, Burn? I don't believe we killed it. I don't see anyone left. The battle music stopped. <laughs> Stolas, do you drop your spell? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, the inky tendrils clear as Stolas finds some sort of something. Stolas, did you kill the siren? Blah, 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 blah. She's oh, gone. Yeah. Damn it, I forgot that we can't talk. And I found <laughs> some treasure. They don't know. Sticking. I can out. use sending to send that message, right? <laughs> yeah, you can. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> uh, you you send that to Ozol. Um, sticking out of the grand ground looks like some sort of loot or lyre. It's kind of this golden, beautiful color, and it hums with magical energy. Uh, Stolas is gonna. Motion towards Ozol to maybe like detect magic on it because he doesn't really want to touch it yet, just in case it's trapped or. <coughs> what the hell? I don't want to be trapped either. No, just detect magic. Just see if it's. You don't have to touch it, right? Uh, no. 
uh, Ozol will uh, cast Detect Magic using a spell slot, just so we don't have to wait 10 minutes. It hums and, uh, with magical energy. And it's a, is it a treasure chest, or what, what exactly are we looking at, Cody? No, no, no. It's a lyre. It's like a lute. It's a musical instrument. Hmm. You well, probably better off. What casting. school of magic? Uh, um, show attribute list. I guess identify probably would have been the better. Yeah, do that one. Yeah, I'll do identify as a ritual. Uh, Thepros's voice goes to ah. Long since the age of man, the siren song lyre. A wondrous magic item, rare, that requires attunement. I believe you can choose to play the wire and cast one of the following spells from it. Animal friendship, charm person, enthrall, suggestion. If the spell requires a saving throw, the saving spell is DC 13. Once the instrument has been used to cast a spell, it can't be used to cast that spell again until the next dawn. This is a very powerful magic item, Stolas. Well, does require attunement, not... though. Nice. Um, is this... I assume the wire, the lyre is not what we, we came here for, correct? Nay. Uh, no. Do we see any of those gold threads? Do you pull the, the whole pedestal out of the bag of holding and set it down? It's like a big, like... Like I said, like coffee table size now, right? Like two and a half, three feet across, you know, four foot tall. Well, you said we could open the bag top. and it would, like, shoot out of the bag? Well, yeah. You'd probably just use the map, too, that you have. Right? Yeah, yeah, like sure. Yeah. I guess I just uh, want yeah. to identify where that is. It points you northeast, further into the shipwreck. Laying amidst the silt and dust and bones, there is a skeletal key. The last piece... It's just a tiny little key. Just a tiny little, just a little baby key. Tiny Octopus Boar will pick it up. Okay. Oh, I sent that to the Dungeon Master screen. Layer token. Boink. Oh, I like that key. That's wow, art by uh, one Burn Dawnbringer, Dean Martin. You have all found all four pieces. It's nautical themed. It is nautical themed. I love burn. So here's the thing. Yeah, we just pause the stream really quick. DM Cody just like comes up with these ridiculous ideas and like sketches them out and they look like utter trash. And then I give them to Dean and Dean just kind of giggles and he's like, well, tell me more about it. I'm like, this is the theme I'm going for. This is kind of what I want. And then he just uses his artistry magic to come up with these amazing pieces of art. And he's like, pretty girl. And I'm like, thanks, dude. So, shout out to Dean Martin. Like, what a Chad. So. Does the, um... Bro, this okay. song is so good, by the way. Can you take the key off the map by the screen? Isn't it? Can I remove the key from the map? I'll do you one better. Whoop. Foopa. Um, I guess I'll convene with the team that we need to honor our promise to, um, the, uh, Dragon King. He's the king of dragons now, huh? <laughs> well, he's a dragon that is also a king, right? Well, you're not wrong. I guess I don't remember his name. It's like a... What? I forgot it. I Wow. I already dude. have... 
like 10 dragons in my head right now. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's Madeir, Bahamut. Uh, Dragging my balls on your face. I'm sorry. Madeir's from Dark Souls. Parthenax. Party snacks. Dragging my balls on your face. Say he's imagining you. (laughs) Zach's a fucking one-hit wonder. You goddamn right I am. But that hit is pretty good though. You you fast travel back to Umbral's shrine. Will he introduce us? Oh, what? Scroll up. The oh, the Herald? You want to you want to deal with Herald <laughs> yeah. the Herald again? Just real quick, just okay. Just a do you brief go through? Do you go through the secret passage back the way you came and back out the mouth, or do you go all the way around and back through to see Herald the Herald? Because well, if you want to see Herald passage, the Herald, I'll fucking. I just I want Herald to introduce us. Herald's pretty much my favorite character. It might actually be mine as well. <laughs> you hear this? Oh, you weak cunts! Uh, as you come back through the dragon's mouth. I didn't give you a proper exit tune. Uh, <laughs> and his bagpipes <laughs> light back up again. Lord Umbriel, here's what I got for you. I got five fucking cunts and an octopus. They represent breaking the earth. And they're here to fulfill their promise. I present to you one Bern Donbringer, member of breaking the earth and Ozol in the Jets. One Ozol of Ozol in the Jets and breaking the earth. Stolas, the mystic penguin. <laughs> Number breaking the air. <laughs> One Marius Radari, angel extraordinaire. Member of breaking the air. And Ozal and the Jets. And of course, this fucking knife here. <laughs> Points to you. Zolthus, member of breaking the earth. And Ozal and the Jets. Uh, he bows. Vor very looks regal. very sad. Oh, yeah, the fucking octopus. That one. I don't think you actually introduced Vor. I did. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Fucking Vor. Vor the whole octopus. Bow in with all eight hands gesture. Uh, he doesn't stop playing. Uh, and then he takes his mouth off the, the, the pipe piece, and the bagpipes keep playing, and he just takes a fat drag from his pipe and then puts it back in his mouth and gives you a wink, Ozol. I love it. I will wink back and say thank you for the regal introduction, Harold. But of course! It's my fucking job! Well, I don't pay you enough, my friend. No. No, Ozol will uh, gesture to Umbral that all four pieces have been acquired and that we're here to fulfill our end of the bargain. Uh, he will slither down from atop this statue as its mouth closes behind him. Uh, you bring out all four pieces. The pedestal with the astrolabe slotted into it. You hand him the control key and the map. Hold on. Hold on. If we're going to do this, we got to do this right. Because Dean Martin worked really hard to make all this art for me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. Okay? So, I'll stand by. As I draw on, drag on assets to Dragon. Did you see that? Dragon? Wow. Yeah? No? Okay. Dragon. No. Amazing. You know. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Made me want to drag <laughs> off. <laughs> you know. Wow. Just dragging off all over here, dude. Oh, fuck. Yes. The control key. The map. Oh, my. The key slots into the map as uh, he begins to kind of mutter to himself. Um, 
He turns the key. The astrolabe whirls to life. All of these different... <laughs> this fucking song in the background, dude. Fantastic. <laughs> All these different rotating things. And above it appears the the continent you can see the entirety of the continent of Faerun. uh it begins to zoom in and zoom in and a red sigil appears um those of you who are looking at it, it's kind of backwards to you almost like uh if you were to reverse the image holographically because he's looking at it and you're looking at him looking at it so if you want to try and read the text backwards that's in draconic uh, i will allow you to attempt to effectively eavesdrop on what he's looking at Check his bowers or history, you know. I can read Draconic. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check to try and read it backwards. 15. 15. That's good enough. Anyone else? Uh, I believe I sure. can do that. Sure. Let's see. Perception. A three. Stolas is like cocking their head, like they're what the just fuck? so enthralled with Harold the Herald, who is chain smoking from his pipe and still somehow manages to play the bagpipe. It's just, it's an awe and an honor to just witness Harold the Herald. Stolas is moved to tears. You know, it's it's a name and a title, really. Burn is gonna see the tears and grab Stolas and wrap him in the big hug. Thank you, and put him on his shoulder, perch him on his shoulder so he can get a better view. Uh, inverted and draconic, it reads, and I quote, The Library of Mortenkin. He affixes it in his mind's eye, turns the key off, the astrolabe stops whirling and moving and settles back on the pedestal. He will dismiss the tablet in tablet form, Roll it back up into a scroll, put it back in the scroll tube, put the control key in the scroll tube, close the control cube. All of this, of course, telekinetically as it floats and glows, and he releases the pieces back to you. He thanks you. The dragon's mouth opens up. Harold the Herald proceeds to keep playing the same song as they leave out the cave. The music slowly, assuredly fading into the distance. The question is, have we seen the last of Harold the Herald and Umbriel? Will they be reoccurring characters? I don't know. But if you keep watching, maybe we'll find out. So, should we end the episode? Or should we wrap up this arc? We've got uh, like we end the 30 minutes left. Can... Oh, it's up to you. Right? Like 40, 40 minutes left, technically, if you want to. Wow. Or we can stop. It's up to you. <clears throat> Your call, Zach. I mean, it's up to y'all. I'm going to go a bit longer. Let's go. Let's go, Let's Brandon. All right. You exit through the caves, swirling, twirling, and loopy whirling to the sound of this music that echoes through this entire dungeon. You get back to where the water is at. Uh, Zulthus, you pull out the golden rod and snap it in half. You are encompassed in this sphere and rocketed rapidly from where you're at, at the bottom of this ocean to the this almost life buoy esque to the top of the water. Uh, it's jarring. You fall on your asses. Um, ropes are tossed overboard. 
for those who can't fly to help bring you on board. Captain Durden greets you with a warm welcome, welcome, and you go back to the wave cutter. Come on. Okay. <laughs> no, I figured the song out. On the wave cutter. Where did Captain Durden go? Uh oh. Uh, Durden meets you with a how do you how do you do? Um. You guys set sail back for the abomination. I assume he knows that we have all the pieces? He does. Okay, gotcha. Are you Captain Durden? I lost Captain Durden. Oh, well, I'll find him later. He's above burn. Is he? Oh, yeah, you're right. Thanks. Still lost? My DMI's deceived me. Uh, he kind of looks at all of you as you have these weird kind of grins, and he says, do you have the device? Indeed we do. Uh, he will open his hand to whomever has it uh, for the scroll tube and the pedestal and the orb and the key. Do we get the feeling that we shouldn't tell him the deal we made? It's up to you, Burn. Um, if it is something that weighs heavy on Burns' heart, no. But in all honesty, it was made in good faith, truth be told. Also, it was meant to um, sort of even the... Um, I don't know what the word is, but the, it seemed like there was a favor that was had at some point that they're now even because of it. That we were told to tell yeah. him that they were now even. Yeah, you want to oh. play that out? Um... I'll be honest, I can't pronounce that Dragon King's name. It's Umbral. Umbral, okay. Uh, may I have a word, Captain? He nods. And uh, I will uh, go to uh, the Captain and say, I believe there's a Amethyst Dragon by the name of Umbral. Are you familiar with them? He shoots you kind of a wary glance, and he says, I am. Did you meet with well, him? Oh, Captain, we did. And Harold the Herald. <laughs> so the only way that we were allowed to take this um, one of the four pieces was that we had to agree to allow Umbral to use the map and uh, we had done that however it's now yours to use as you see fit yeah, and then uh, I'll also mention uh well, can I uh, maybe roll a um, perception if he needs to know about the uh, the chalice, the other uh, vampiric uh, entities? Sanguine chalice. Sanguine chalice, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's uh, more... 24. I mean, you can tell him or Marius can tell him. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, I'll have Marius uh, inform him. It seemed like Marius was kind of more in that conversation than I was, so... Sure. Marius, that's your call. Do you wanna you wanna tell him what happened? Uh, yeah, down down below, and you know we met this uh, 
or gemstone dragon down there and some crazy vampiric spawn were trying to make some sort of dealings. Uh, Umbriel said, by the way, to claim that they are now even. Hmm. Sherlock's was not going to be happy about that, but okay. So, I don't know, you know, it uh, it was quite the interesting venture. Burn made a friend with a rock creature. It was very <laughs> unpleasant. Oh. He was very nice. Uh, he, he smiles and he is like, I, I was there for that. <laughs> If, if you do, don't remember, I, I helped you claim the orb. Marius, you dingus! Well, he wasn't there for that. He had already oh, left when Marius got okay. there. Yeah. Oh. Um, he kind of gestures to the, the shipmates. Uh, they stop the weather spell. Um, the air croca above will kind of pull out their looking glass to, to scan the horizon. It's it's night at this point, uh, and the weather is no longer inclement. It is just weather at this point. Um, everything sets sail. Uh, Captain Durden listens to your, your harrowing tale um, and congratulates you on a job well done. He said, well, make scallywags of you yet, gentlemen. I'm kind of nodding to each of you in turn. Well done. Um, Ozal will ask, uh, Captain, if I may ask, what is the backstory with, um, our pirate king and Umbro? Ask Jarlaxle. I, as much as I love to tell stories of my lord, it is not my place to freely give information that is not mine to give. Of course. Thank you, Captain. Um... And with that, he will hand out 15 gold to each player. Hell yeah. I love gold. And he says, well, should we set back to the abomination? We now have the ability to navigate. And he sets the orb and the pedestal down. Uh, and its legs actually suction to the top of the deck. Uh, the control scroll is rolled out and turned into the tablet. He turns the key, uh, brings up the world map, and he fixes in his mind the abomination. It appears, and you guys set sail with a new navigational tool. Would you like to name it? He turns to you, Ozo. To name what? I'm sorry. The the map it is it it is not a it's a magic device it's had many names over the centuries but it's oh my first time in a hundred years that we've laid eyes on it if not more what was the most recent name captain the astrolabe oh god damn it uh perhaps let us uh, talk amongst ourselves and we shall give it a name And uh, Ozone will kind of huddle back and be like, guys, we need a name. <laughs> Astrolabe is the last name. <laughs> Captain Durden just kind of, he doesn't turn around, but, you know, 
Burn, you can kind of see him grinning out of the side of his face. He says, All right, you dogs, set sail! The wave cutter just lurches and takes off. As these gusts of wind from these wizards take full, they run out the full swoops to bring as, as much speed as they can across the waves. You huddle in. And thoughts for names. Uh, Stolas. Oh, jeez. Um... I don't know. I'm so bad at this. I'm under so much pressure right can now. Can you can you display the device again? Or the map? Map's what we're naming? It's just the map, yeah. It's like a, all four pieces form to make this one object work. So the control key goes into the um, physical tablet, right? And those are the focusing items to cast the spells that go through the astrolabe that actually projects the map and the pedestal ties everything together, drawing magic in from both the key and the tablet and channeling it through the astrolabe to display. Um, for our purposes, it will be quest guide, right? Uh, navigational device. Uh, if you have side quests of things you'd like to do or places of interest that you could think of, um, it'll kind of act as a player narrative too. If there's specific magic items you want to hunt down or other mercenary groups you've heard about to figure out their whereabouts. Uh, it's I'm sorry, a very this is, powerful device. This is given to us or there like at some point we can use it. It is undetermined as to who will have sole ownership. You would assume it's probably going to go on the abomination with Jarlaxle, but you will have access to it as higher ranking members of Brigandy Earth. I see. Okay, copy that. Right now you are rank one called Orb, O-R-B-B, um, which is just a lowly deckhand slash swab slash cook is your official standing. Uh, if you remember, Jarlaxle said that you needed to prove yourself to become a full-fledged member. Sure. He has many orbs. Okay. Um, hmm. A name for a map. Let me look up some famous map names. The map of iniquity. The Ozol projection. The Ozol projection. <laughs> Please stop. Instead of the Mercator projection. Ozol's it. keep. I hated everything about what you just said. Ozol's cliff notes. The Ozol planisphere. Well, it's something to do with Faerun, maybe something. Faerun. Faerun global positioning device. Ooh, Google the planisphere. Spain. The Planisphere sounds cool. Ooh, Planisphere. I like, I like that. that. That's a good That's one. That's not bad, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs from uh, Justice, so I'm down with it. All right, I love it. Yeah, the Captain Planisphere. Dirt planisphere. That is quite interesting. I've never... I, I, I don't know that I can recall from recent history if it's ever been taken off world. What a nerd. You're not a lot of fun, are you? He looks back at you. More fun than you are, Paladin. <laughs> How many whores do you roll with on a day? Wow! My! <laughs> depends on the day, I guess. Mm. I know my way when, around a winch. Ozol looks at Bird and say, when was the last day, my dear What boy? are you talking about? He had sex with that girl at the bar. When was that? Well, that was in Barovia. Yeah, it was in Barovia. Like and then in our first campaign... Ago. In our first campaign, he he hooked up with some random. <laughs> so did Melok the Magnificent, which is hilarious. He talked a huge game, but was like really passive when it comes to. Life. I specifically remember Devin pointing that out about his character. 
I remember so blushing. Funny. Yeah, Ver, yeah, Vern definitely partakes in the ladies of the night. Ah, uh, I see. Perhaps in my old age, I've forgotten. Oh, dear boy. <laughs> All right. Any other business whilst aboard alone with your crew and your captain? If we have about an hour, I would uh, sure ritual cast find familiar and change of war back into a flying snake. Not a penguin? <laughs> Thank him for his service as well. Ooh, a flying penguin. That'd be cool. <laughs> be an oxymoron. <sighs> okay. Yeah, but be cool. Ooh, it would cool. be cool. You're not wrong. Rule of cool. You want a flying penguin, we'll make it happen, but land, air, and sea. Waddle better than the rest. After oh, man, several is... days of travel, you return oh, to the abomination bottom right. Sorry, it's chugging on me. No, you're good. This is a huge map. Uh, I know. Again, kind of the cool 2D, 3D maps that when I bought a map pack, I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm ever going to use this. And then I was like, oh, flagship, let's go. Um, seated around the table with, you know, everyone. Uh, Captain Durden taking his place outside, hanging out. You meet with the infamous Jarlaxle, whose Bro. feet are up on the table. He's drinking a fine vintage of wine. You kind of... <clears throat> Tell me how you walk through this door. You like strut, swagger. You know. Like we fucking own the place. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, dude, you, you tell me. Uh, walk, like Reservoir Dog style. Just fucking, we all walk in there. Oh, line. wow, slow mo. Bum, bum, Let's go. Bum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if do I have a. Mountain Tavern. That'll work. Wait, okay. What song was just playing? That was amazing. Uh, that was, um, like, Valhalla something, something. I don't know. Can you, like, find it and send it to me? That was incredible. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, just remind me when we're, when we're done, I'll get that to you. Uh, yeah, you guys fucking blow open the curtains, strut in. Jarl Axel lifts up his eye patch to look at all five of you as you come through and just, I assume, just <laughs> slam down this magic item and cross your arms. Like, what? Yeah. Done. He nods and he says, well. Well done. <laughs> I hardly thought that you were going to drag poor Captain Durden down to Davy Jones' locker. I don't know this David Jones, but we did not come across him. Uh, just gives you a rolling laugh. I knew I liked you. Okay. <laughs> you have proven yourself. You have now reached the title. Krylenorb. Rank two of Brigandy Earth. Uh, once a member proves himself trustworthy and a valuable asset, they're promoted to the rank of Krylonorb. Their duties include training and overseeing the orbs. Uh, among such other hands, sometimes operating as free agents, depending on how the players would like to operate as Brigadier characters. You are now rank two. Also, please add Undercommon as a reward. And Drow 
hand sign as a language to your languages spoken. Um, on top of that, you now have officially free access for the waters of the Forgotten Realm, frequent intelligence reports from spies and um, you also have the ability to I'll, I'll write all this down, don't worry uh, plant a spy in a rival faction and you have access to black market items and the flotilla Wow. Um, what uh, what's the flotilla? Oh, we'll get there. Um, you are also officially handed out the symbol of Brigandierth, which is Jarlaxle's hat with an eye patch. Nice. Um, would you like to ask Jarlaxle for any questions, favors, comments, concerns, rewards, things like that? Um, I guess, should we ask him about the Sanguine Chalice faction? Yeah, if he wants could, to. Could, could be worth mentioning. Jarlaxle, in our travels to retrieve the planisphere, we came across uh, another entity known as the Sanguine Chalice. Would you be so kind to tell us about them? He kind of sighs and he's like, the Sanguine Chalice is a rival group of ours. Not quite as prestigious as our little privateer group. And you kind of hear laughter from the drow, kind of hanging out, armed. They seem way more relaxed too now. Like, they're not quite as jumpy about you guys being around their leader. Um... And he says, yes, the Sanguine Chalice are vampire hunters. They were once a part of the Lords of Shadow, which is a greater group of ruling, ruling bodies that presides over Waterdeep, uh, made of undead, necromancers, vampires, werewolves, things of that nature, uh, that now basically rule what was Waterdeep. They are ruthless. I tell you what, they leverage information very, very effectively. Uh, they try to get squeeze both ends out. If they don't get exactly what they want or more than what they want, they will flip, which is not good for business, I will tell you. Um, they sell secrets to both sides and try and get the upper hand on everything. They're known for sabotage, assassination, and gathering intelligence. They are not good people, nor are they trustworthy. Did you run into them by chance? We did. And who did you run into? Oof. Marius, um, perhaps you can remind me the name of their leader. The Baroness something. Countess... There we go. Uh, Bavard? <laughs> Pretty close. Um, he nods and he says yes. Yes, yes. Um, shit, I wrote her name down. Where did I put it? Oh, no. Yeah, uh, Countess, Countess Bavard. That's that's what it was. B-A-V-A-R-D. Um, B-A-V-A-R-D. Yep, you're right. Countess Bavard. 
uh, he nods and he's like, yes, she is the leader of the Sanguine Chalice. And I tell you what, that woman is more than she appears. Also, they have adapted to somehow survive both in and underwater, which is strange, uh, especially for vampires. Uh, still weak to holy water from what I've heard. That's about. crazy, because we found them underwater. Yeah, he just kind of smiles, and he's like, really? Hmm. Um, was that guy that Byrne talked to one of them? Yeah. I played a drinking game with one named... Flandrin. What, what was it? Vl Vlandrin, I think, right? Vlandrin? Vlandrin? Vorian? Something with a V. <laughs> I love it. He nods, and he's like, did you win? No, my little buddy here got spooked. He and he's sits gonna... up, like, out of his chair and slams his mug down, and he's like, well, for the honor of breaking the earth, you gave up on a drinking challenge. You get a bunch of booze from the rafters. Oh, my boy. We have a uh, reputation to uphold. My little buddy here got spooked, and I didn't want to keep him uh, worried. He's going to grab Zothus and kind of give him a noogie. <laughs> He shakes his head, Zolthus. Out of all of the scallywags on board, you have the potential to become a great one. Not to mention Islington. <laughs> Man, the angel of death. His, as a mentor, you for sure should be a first-rate privateer. Uh, oh, Ozol. In great danger. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Ozol will ask... Um... Draxel, do we have any access to spell scrolls amongst Brigand's Earth? My boy, we run the black market. We have access to whatever we want. And have. I may provide you a list before we leave. Perhaps Better if you're able to help me acquire some spells, it would be most useful. Uh, he will grab the, the kind of... Um, red tablecloth and flip it over and as the tablecloth flips over it turns into a map and he slams his finger down on it and he says we're already here the moment you've been waiting for boys uh, you see on the map just this absolute clusterfuck of ships and docked with the flotilla <laughs> is the Free Peoples of Faerun's Fe Flotilla. Wow, I made that way too complicated for a map. Welcome to the town hub. You have officially unlocked it. It is quite wow. large. Wow. This is wow. what is left of the Free Peoples of Faerun. The ships can all break apart and scatter if they are ever under attack. Each area of the map has its own thing there are some things i have not added on here so that you can add them along the way for either something you need something you gather or another group you bring in uh if rivals come in and take something out it is a living and breathing world so expect this place to get attacked at some point but uh <laughs> stolas as you guys dock the abomination on the far left uh and then you can see um captain d right there as well where it says brigand Earth has docked the wave cutter uh, waiting for your orders, you now have gained access to your hub city. Um, Kranglis hits you up on the phone. Your summoning stone stole off. Says, what up? Question mark. 
inquiry. Seems we've arrived at the inquiry. commons. Oh god, you're so much better than me being at this. Yes, inquiry. <laughs> Question mark. That's how he talks. You're right. I should I should have channeled robot, but you know, I was going for memes. Sorry. <laughs> where where are you exactly, Craigless? Artificial corpse. Big boat. Ah, oh, okay. I see that on the map. <laughs> nice. Uh, Brigand the Earth gets a 15% discount at the black market. Yay. Burn. What's up, little guy? Were you going to uh, ask about the gift that the Countess threw at you? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted your story. The Countess threw a gift at me? That would be uh, Marius. Call oh, I'm sorry, Marius? Yeah, I was like, huh? Sorry, I thought you'd thrown it at Berg. You are still technically on the Abomination, just as a heads up. Yeah, no, she threw the card at me, which, yes. which I gave to uh, Burn to store in the bag of holding. Ah, okay, so he has it. He should, Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, do you, uh, do you show Jarlaxle? I think we should at least ask if it's significant in any way. Could be a message or a, a threat. Not very familiar with the culture here. Yeah, Marius, it's your call. Good. Yeah, let's uh, let's kind of just take a look around then. Um, so you're here. not going to let him know that you were threatened and given some sort of token. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, yes, I, th I think that would probably be the best option. In that case, because, yeah, she she threatened <laughs> us and then also tossed this card. Um, I won't pull it out of the bag of holding. I'll mention it to him that there is a card in the bag of holding. Jarlaxle. <clears throat> uh, so, these vampires we encountered in the, uh, the domain of... Oh, I'm blanking on the dragon's Umbral. name right Umbral. Uh, man, gave us something. They tossed us card. The Sanguine Conclave? Let me guess. It had a joker on it with a cup of blood spilling out of it. That it did. <laughs> well, you've made a new friend. You're marked for death. Oh, well, what well a, then. <laughs> what great floor play. Well, it's not the first time. That's happened, or been marked for death. He's We've quite been hunted the before. You have been hunted before, but have you been hunted by an entire conclave? How large exactly is this organization? Um, he kind of looks sheepishly down and like shifts his eye patch. This is large enough to be a concern. Fully half of the Lords of Shadow joined the Sanguine Chalice. Lovely. They have far-reaching and extensive resources and plenty of social connections to other factions. If you have been marked for death, my friend, at some point, they will show and they will show in force. Well, Watch your back. Great to know. Oh! And if you kill Captain Durden, or get him killed, or kill my ship... You owe me double. Please keep that in mind. 
I like Durden. Keep him alive. Well, we received this card while doing a job for you. Well, you wanted to be a member of Breaking the Earth, and you proved yourself. Well, my question now is, is what exactly does uh, Breaking the Earth's reputation with that group have? We are the last bastion of hope, protecting a fractured people and attempting to survive. We are ostracized from our dungeon or our under dwelling kin. We are hunted. We are privateers. And I am doing the best I can to keep our whole city afloat. Literally and figuratively. Interesting. So, in that case, do we have any sort of protection from them, or are you completely at opposition with them? Uh, can you be more specific with me, the Dungeon Master Cody, as to what you mean? Does Breg and Dearth have like a non-agreement pact with, or non, you know, conflict pact with them? Uh, <sighs> does this organization leave them alone? Do Please, have you ever been a part of an Intel Corporation? It's a spy game. Faction versus faction, backstabbing, lies, cheating, stealing, destroying ships. It's glorious. Pillaging? Raiding? <sighs> we the best organization for this. But yes, we, on paper, do trade mercenary favors and contracts with them. We mark some of their people for death. They mark some of ours. It is the nature of the business. However, being... That you are Kylan orbs, you do have the ability to send an informant to see if you can gather intel on their corporation. You get one. If that's how you want to use it, it might be worth it. It's up to you. Well then, I guess we'll need to make sure we watch our backs out there. And make your sure fronts. Very true. Now, we are docked. I have other matters to attend to. If there's anything else that I can help you with. There is not. Then be free, my boy. Ah! Shouldn't you have any sort of fun? Do not, and I repeat, do not attempt to steal from the Bankers Guild. That is my only rule. <coughs> they're they're that challenging of a group. They are the most well-fortified and specifically under the preview of the Blackstaff and the Artificer's Corp. They will come down on you like the hammer of an angry god. Interesting. Good to know. Other than that, I've heard a rumor that if you're looking for black market goods, you can find it on the northeastern docks. And he winks. That's a joke, because we own the black market. Anyways, get out of my face. And he kind of just waves his hand and tips his hat to you. So be it, then. 
Okay. Well, the good news, everyone, is Kranglis is uh, somewhere here in this... Uh, Affirmative. This area. Recon. Sanctuary mode. You just have to find the artificer core. Yeah. Uh, you are given pamphlets, I guess? Of infor- you are given intel. I don't really know how. However you want to picture that. Uh, of the layout of the city and how things work for the most part. So if you have questions, you can ask Cody, the Dungeon Master. Um, later in this week, uh, probably towards the weekend, I will put out a list of current black market items um, as well as if you have general goods that you'd like to purchase you can ask uh, I will also be rotating out potions and magic items um, with prices and what comes and what goes and how often other than that wait 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 wait, wait. no yes Ozal you had something you wanted to do yes I have one thing I want to do before the episode ends and we can even leave it as a cliffhanger if you'd like Sure. Uh, are we able to be in this room? I know the captain kind of shooed us away. I don't know if he was leaving or if we're the, allowed to I stay. Mean, the the abomination is a big ship. You, he's just waving you out of his quarters, right? He himself okay. is essentially spear one of the spearheads of the entirety of the the free peoples of Faerun Flotilla. Okay. Well, I will um, ask Burn to stay with me as I cast a spell. Um, Ozal will cast uh, with his last fifth level spell slot of the day. Uh, contact other plane. Oh, you no. mentally um, contact a demigod, the spirit of a long dead sage, or some other uh, mysterious entity from another plane. Contacting this extra planar intelligence can strain or even break your mind. When you cast this spell, make a DC 15 intelligence saving throw. On a failure, you take 66 psychic damage and are insane until you finish a long rest. Uh, let's see. It can be restored with a greater restoration spell. However, on a successful save, you can ask the entity up to five questions. The DM answers each question with a yes, no, maybe, never, irrelevant, or unclear. If a one-word answer would be misleading, the DM can offer a short phrase as an answer. Uh, I have an 18 portent, so I can pass this check automatically. Um, using that 18... And okay. if you'll permit, I will ask five questions to Arthur. Yeah. Uh, the first question is, are you alive? The second question yes. is... Oh, okay. We'll do it one at a time. Uh, are you with Faye? Who's Faye? Faye Rune. Oh, I'm just going <laughs> to... Wait, that's not... Faye is the... Uh, his no, partner. No, no. No question. Is that your question? Okay, well, let me write these down. Alternate timeline, son. Are you on the plane of Tyrell? Yes. Uh, Let me see here. Oh, damn. Okay, one of my questions actually won't work. Um, Have you seen Mordenkainen? There is a hesitation... You can feel and no answer. Unclear. Unclear. Uh, I will ask. Um, gosh, I was going to ask a different question, but I don't think I can. Ask, let me see. You must ask a question before this spell ends. You don't see the word. You can um, try and ask I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to ask, uh, where are you? 
behind you. Stepping through a rift in space is a hulking figure standing about as tall as Burn, holding some sort of large metallic staff, his left arm fully replaced as this robotic arm you can make out on the side, Krenkelis Corp, his right leg replaced, and one eye replaced, is Arthur 2099. And that is our episode. Thank you for playing. I, of course, have been your Dungeon Master, Cody Jehe. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, tune in next time as we pick a new theme. We'll catch up on kind of what we did in off time. I don't feel like shopping is very much fun to listen to, uh, in my opinion, at least. I could be wrong. Tell me in the comments if you want to hear us shop, and we definitely can role play our way through different districts. I'm fine with that. Other than that, we'll see you in two weeks. Chombo. Chombo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.